TGIF, everybody. Thanks for starting your weekend with us here on FS1. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale alongside Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning. Today? I'm doing great. Tried to warn you and you wouldn't listen to me. We had a lot of cold, you, you, cold spot. You, 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 your man LeBron let you down. I thought he would pay you back last night. You actually went last Friday night. To, to be there to bless him, yeah. and, and then I thought he'd make your three threes that you bet me he would make. I really thought he'd probably pull it off. Well, I needed one. He, he went. <laughs> you just oh, needed one because he went 0 for 7. Would you believe LeBron has now fallen beneath Westbrook as the worst three-point shooter in all of basketball? He's down in the 28% now. Whew. Damn, oh, damn, damn. Here we go. We get, we get, hey, hey, we bounce back Sunday. I guess, okay. uh, I guess I know if, we, if the thun- if uh, OKC can do something, yeah. I know we can do yeah. it. You better be careful Not about OKC. Good night for the Lakers from three-point land. But, guys, it was an awesome matchup for fans to watch. Luka and the Mavericks outlasted LeBron and the Lakers. 119-115 double overtime last night. Luka, triple-double, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 13 dimes. LeBron in a losing effort. Hey, he did have 24 points, 16 boards, and nine assists. He flirted with a triple-double. Shannon, what's the biggest reason your Lakers lost last night? They didn't execute down the stretch. Uh, at some point in time, D. Ham has done a great job of getting these guys to continue to fight hard and climb their way back into a situation, Skip. I think they're like two and a half games out of the sixth spot. They're a game and a half out of the seventh spot. But at some point in time, Skip, you got to stop saying, I'm going to bite the bullet on this one. This one's on me. Mm. Why in the hell don't you foul Luka? I get it, Luca. You know he, he, he. Darvin did say that after the game. He said, "That's on me." No, no I don't want him to say. I'm, okay. I'm tired of that. Skip. I got it. I got it. I'm tired of him saying that's on him. Yeah. I need you to do something about it during the, during that moment. I saying agree. it's on me after the fact doesn't do us any good. Okay. It's like in the two minute report they come out and say that should have been a foul. Well, how does that help me now? It doesn't. Exactly. So you foul Luca. You don't let him get a shot. You don't say, "Well, that's Luca. That's Luca doing what he does. He made a shot." No. You make it a free throw shooting contest from that point on, Skip. I've got a three-point lead. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to foul you. You go to the free throw line and you make a decision. Do you make the first one and miss the second one? Or do you make both of them and now you foul me and let me go down to the line Mm -hmm. and see if I can make both of them? But I'm not letting a player get a three-point shot off to potentially tie me in this ballgame. That's not going to happen. And that's where the failure to execute down the stretch Hurt the Lakers, and they did it again in what the, reg- what, the regulation, and they did it again in overtime. They let him get a shot off. You, you should have, yeah, you blitz him. You don't let him do that. If somebody else, if somebody else can make one of those shots, first of all, in regulation, Skip, nobody's getting a, sh- a three-point off. I'm fouling anybody. So Luca had the ball, so I'm fouling him. I'm tying him up. Go to the free throw line, and let's see if you can pull off one of those miracle plays like you did the time before. Yeah. But in regulation, <clears throat> but in overtime, Skip, I'm gonna blitz him. I'm gonna take the ball out of Luca's hand. He's that good. He's, he's on one of those levels, Skip. And I told you, I said he's going to have a high, a high 30 or maybe even a 40-point triple-double mm. because the game is so easy to him. He's going he's to get the assist. Mm-hmm. And those guys were knocking down shots early, so I thought he might have, I thought he might have a 20-20 game, Skip, a yeah. triple-double. Mm-hmm. 20 rebounds, 20 assists with a 30 or 30, uh, more points. But that's, that's the only thing. And I still believe, I don't care what anybody says, I believe Troy Brown Jr. got fouled. Josh Tibbins says he got a piece of the ball. That man ain't get no piece of nothing. He slapped his hand to high five, but you know he didn't get no. He didn't get no, and he hit the, the side of his hand. It wasn't like the typical, like you see in the, the, the uh, uh, slap hands up high. That's not what it was. So I believe the, uh, Troy Brown Jr. got fouled, but I don't even believe we should have been in that situation of a foul should have been called because I believe Darvin Ham should have fouled Luca in regulation yeah. and make Luca turn into a free throw shooting contest. So that's on the Lakers. They lost this game because they didn't execute. 
Hell, I thought they were going to get blown out the way the uh, Mavericks were shooting the ball in the first quarter, Skip. They were down by as many as 19. Found a way, clawed their way back into the ballgame, and yep. had a three-point lead late. Mm-hmm. And that should have been enough to win the ballgame. But they didn't execute, and they lost. That is a fact. <sighs> okay. This is what tore me up about watching what was a highly entertaining basketball game for all the wrong reasons. The Dallas Mavericks, as I tweeted, were begging the Lakers to win the basketball game. Mm -hmm. All the way through the fourth quarter, they unraveled. They came apart. Look at what they did in the fourth quarter. They turned it over six times. Mm -hmm. They're saying, here, here, please, please, please take this. LeBron, you take it. Schroeder, you take it. Westbrook, you take it. Troy Brown, you take it. Somebody, please take this basketball game. Because I'm going to remind everybody, as great as the overall numbers look, as great a two clutch shots that Luka made, he was pathetic throughout the fourth quarter. He played almost all but nine seconds in the fourth quarter. So look, look at the fourth quarter box. What did he do? Nothing. Right. No. He hadn't scored a single point. He was zonked across the board. All the way down to the final six seconds, Luka Doncic, baby bird, had scored zero in the fourth quarter. He, he had only been a factor because he was turning the ball over because he turned it over in two big possessions. It looked like a disaster for Dallas because you could just see Jason Kidd, he's just sort of throwing his hands up like, what, what are we doing? You have to win that game. It comes down to somebody to just seize it by the throat and say, this is ours. And they couldn't or wouldn't do it. And now down to the the final possession, then it fell back on, as you correctly pointed out to me, it falls on the head coach because he said it was chaotic in the huddle. Yes, it gets chaotic. That's your job to take control. Just to calm them down. You, you have to say, yes. Shut up. Well, whoever's screaming and yelling, they were all arguing about, you take him. No, you take him, you take him. No, you tell them which, right. wh- wh- who you're going to take. You tell them we've been blitzed. They blitzed him the whole fourth quarter, and it worked. Right. It, it worked at Dallas until the fourth, on Christmas Day, right. until the third quarter when they were blitzing because Luka did nothing in the whole first half. And then all of a sudden, Hardaway got a hot hand. Well, that's, that's how you... You beat Dallas's, you just hope they don't get a hot hand Correct. on the wings. Yes. And Hardaway had an early hot hand, but then he went pretty quiet, he did. right? Yeah. Okay, so the point is, why would you suddenly abandon the defensive strategy that had gotten you all the way to the precipice of winning the game? Correct. It's, it's over. It's your game because he's come unglued. He, he is the leading scorer in the league, and he had scored no points all the way through the fourth quarter. So why wouldn't you just say – we're going to make sure that Hardaway or Dinwiddie or who, somebody Christian else Wood, other than so, Luka Doncic make, make them make the shot. And if they make the shot, you tip your cap. Right. But they need a three. So not only do you, do you not blitz him, you actually let him step back across, back across the three-point line. You, you, you have to play him to shoot the three where you don't let him shoot the three. And plus you allow him to go one-on-one with Schroeder, who's six foot, Lucas six seven. I'm, I'm, it's just so ridiculous. why would you allow that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But just file okay. him, Schroeder. Okay. All right. Now we're to the to this the big picture is most coaches, some don't agree with it, but I'm gonna say a majority of NBA coaches or college coaches just say, 
I'm, I'm going to foul. Thank you. You have to be careful with the foul because you can't three-point shooting right. foul him, right? Right. You got to be careful. You can't give him three no, free no, throws. No, 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 Skip. Although I don't think Luka could make three free throws because he'd stepped up to the line in, in the first overtime. He missed two. That's missed both came of after. them. Yeah. All right. So the, the point is most coaches would just say, I'm going to carefully foul you. And it, it's basically if you do that it, – it, is it not going to probably end the game? I mean, yes. at, at that point, there's six seconds left. At I, least I'm going to turn it into a free-throw contest. Okay. The question now, Luca, what are you going to do? Are you going to make yeah. the first one? Because yeah. if you miss I mean, Luca, Luca, he pulled off that miraculous right. shot off right. the, the, the right. intentional miss. Right, he made the first okay, one. But you're going to make him do that right. if, if you foul him. Yeah. What's okay? the likelihood of him doing that again, right. Skip? So you, you have bigger bodies. You have Troy Brown. You have... If you want to put Toscano Anderson in there, right. let, these are bigger, taller, longer men who who can can bother him a little right. bit. But you put is, is Shooter six feet? Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what he is, but but Luke is definitely six seven. Yes, and so it, it's a disaster of design because you, you don't do anything correctly on the final possession. Everything that could have gone wrong coaching wise went wrong coaching wise. Correct. All right. So now we get to the foul. If we could see it one more time. Okay, so the, the, the book on this is, the rule is that, that you can high-five if you get basketball. Well, does he get basketball? No! Okay, it's, it's real close here. I, I don't think he gets no basketball. I don't, I don't think he touched the I mean, basketball. I he touched no ball. Okay, my problem was that there was a body brush that was pretty hard yes. when he flew by him. He hits him yes. on the side, and I don't think it was a lean in. I think it was a lean out. Yes. And and he hit him body to body and knocked him down. And I thought that alone was a foul. That's just me. Yes. Okay. So you have two potential foul calls, yes. and it's like I'm swallowing my whistle. Right. I'm going to let him play. Right. All right. So here's my problem. Now here we go. I didn't want to see Troy Brown Jr. take that shot. I wanted LeBron to take it because just just. It's your game. It's your time. You take that shot. Go ahead and drive the basketball. Skip, you Don't see the double. It. They brought the okay. double. Okay, I'm I'm just taking it to the rack. Skip, I'm, I'm gonna drive. What you're asking LeBron to do is the very thing that they ripped Kobe for. Okay, that him being selfish, that he would pay, he wouldn't pass the ball. Right. And then once Kobe started trusting his teammates and allowed Derek Fisher or okay. allowed someone else to make that shot, Skip, he got double. That's the perfect play. Okay, Brown was open. Okay. It's Troy Brown Jr., and the problem with him taking the shot is the refs don't have any uh, reputation, respect for him, right? Yeah. Like, like if, let's, let's do the reverse. If LeBron had just pulled up and taken a shot and got hit like that, I promise you he's going to the free throw line. I but, promise you. But They don't have respect for Troy Brown I, I Jr. I don't think when Dr. Naismith wrote the rules, uh, you only yeah. call a foul if the player is respected. Well, I, but, but you know how this league works. Yeah. That, that's how it works. Okay, let's go to the – now let's go to the first overtime. Well, you got another one. Luka hits another big clutch shot. And remember, he started his career, he missed his first 10 clutch late yes. close shots. And now he's started to get on a roll right. where he's, he's becoming one of the best, if yes. not the best at making late shots. Okay, so this is 47.8 in overtime, and he makes another three to tie on another step back. They get the switch, and he just says, thank you very much. I'll just step back, and I will make this. And hats off to him. Those are two big shots. Yeah. He, he didn't do that much late except for those two shots. And by the way, Russell Westbrook was all over Luka, and I thought it was going over the edge. But, but at least 
he was banging him. At, at least he was saying, I'm here. Right. And I thought it was bothering Luca all the way yeah. home. Russell was bothered. There was one cheap shot under the basket on a, a rebound play where right. he just rammed him from behind right. and he got away with it. But he ran into him the one time that, that they called a, a flagrant on. Right. But, but it's just Russ just he's playing a little out of control, but he's playing physical basketball yes. because he's trying to rough him up. Because what's the book on Luca? Yeah, get physical well, if, with him. If we go all the way back, was it three years ago, the Danny Green game mm-hmm. from the corner, the, uh-huh. the game at Dallas. Remember right. that? It was on November 1st. Okay, what what happened? Remember, Dwight just just hit him upside his head. Just cold cocked him. <laughs> And he knocked him a little woozy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the book on how do you stop him? Right. How do you how do you distract him? You just rough him up because right. he doesn't enjoy that kind of physical play. All right, so you had that going, and then you sort of abandon it later in the game, right? right? All right, so we got that one. And now we come to the crucial moment here. It's 38.3 seconds left of overtime. This is LeBron's miss. This was his sixth three-point attempt. And one of these has to fall. Just one of these. It, he got, he got a pretty open look, and he lipped it. He lipped it. That was the one of all the seven shots that he tried from three where he, he took his time. He shot it correctly. It looked good. The form yeah. looked good. And he, he held the pose a little bit like, I, I think this one is in, and it just lipped out. So yep. it's not your night from three. But yep. that's a huge shot right there. And then – now we got Hardaway finally misses a three, and, and here we go to the end of overtime. And here's another one of these LeBron plays when he actually did what I love for him to do because he's the best driver of the basketball we've ever seen, and he still plays bully ball better than anybody in this league to me. So Hardaway misses, and here we go. He gets the easy, clean rebound, and we come down to this possession, and this is what I love. Just drive it, and then that's it. Okay, to me, Christian Wood is there. I'm just going to go right through him. I'm, I'm going to go up on him, and I'm going to try to dunk on him because I think I can go to the foul line. I don't think I think the way he was going, I don't think he could have dunked from that angle because he's going towards the basket. So when Christian Woods comes, you have to understand, Skip. So now, unless you're going to be a Dr. J to go up and under okay. like he did against right. the Lakers. So he tries to finesse it. He tries to go, go up, up and under. And Christian Wood manages to just reverse field a little yeah. bit. And I think – LeBron didn't get clean handled. I think he bobbled the ball on the way up. He couldn't quite get a hold of it going up, but it was an easy little sort of tip block where he just got fingertips on Mm -hmm. it. Okay, but I give him high marks because at least you attacked. Yes. Listen, most of the game last night, when he attacked, help me out. Right. What did you see? I saw Unstoppable. What do I see every night? Is there anybody in this league who can attack the basket better than 6'9 LeBron James? Well, I wasn't surprised that he attacked because Luka was guarding him. And most of the time, what do people do with Luka? They attack attack him because he's looking to attack everybody. Okay, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who can stop LeBron when he puts his head down. Right. I'm talking about when he says, I got this. I'm talking bully ball. He plays it the best, even at age 38 in year 20. Okay, now we go to the second overtime, and we've got a, a drive by LeBron, and this is, this is close. He, he thought he got fouled, I'm pretty sure. This is 137 left in overtime. This is to cut it to one, 137 left in overtime. I thought they were going to call that shove off right there. Okay, and this is he gets it underneath, and he thought there was over the back, and then he comes down out of bounds. I thought they'd call a foul there. Definitely thought they were going to call that one. Yep. He does get the rebound and goes up, and it's Christian Wood again yeah. from behind. Yeah, like Christian yeah. Wood had like okay. five or six blocks. And, and I never thought of him as a force interior, no. like a rim protector type force. 
And then finally, we get to the seventh three-point attempt, which is 20 seconds left in the second overtime. Mm-hmm. This is to tie. This is it. And it's, it's kind of an awkward fling a little bit. He didn't get his feet set, and it misses wide right. Okay, right. so that's 0 for 7. And here we go again. He's by far your best player to me. He's still playing at a supremely high level, and I'm going to say it again because nobody else will, but he, he needed to close that game. However it needed to be closed, it was begging for him to close it, and that's five of those games this year, and we had, I, I told you, six or seven last year, where it's just you close it. You do it. You're, yeah. you're good enough. Well, I, he, he, he didn't have a good game okay. last night. He had 20, 9 of 28, 0 of 7, 6 yep. of 10. Um, he, it, you know, he only had three turnovers, but he didn't play well. I mean, of all the games, probably in the last 20 games, yeah. this is probably his worst ball game okay. from a shooting. I mean, but the Lakers, 40%, 24% from the three line, 63% from the free throw line. Yep. That's where you lost the game, man. Okay, I got it. Okay, so in the fourth quarter and the two overtimes, I've got LeBron 2 for 11, 0 for 5 from 3. He, he, he didn't shoot a lot of free throws. He made two out of three over the – Fourth quarter and the two overtimes. Mm-hmm. Two of 11, 0 yeah. for 5 from 3, 2 of 3 from the free throw line. Right. Okay. So it's just you, your opportunities are there. Yeah. And Luca weirdly played a horrible fourth quarter and then makes the shot right. to get them to overtime. And then he makes the shot to get them to basically get them to the second overtime. Okay. But, the, but he didn't really do that much more. If, if, if you look at his line, you say, oh, that was a big night. But, but late, no. pretty quiet. Yeah. All things considered. So this is the one that got away. Yeah. This is the one where you say, God, we did the, everything but win the game. There have been, there've been, you know, the Boston, the Boston game happened yep. like that. Uh, uh, Indiana game happened like that. And here's the situation. Those are three, those are three that you should have on your mantle in the win column. Philly. I just thought you had Philly. They did. The they miracle did. comeback. Yeah. And then maybe you ran out of gas, but whatever. But miss free throws again, bit them again. Whew. Lakers dropped to 13th in the Western Conference, guys. Shannon, maybe you can make your due up, though, on that 76ers game that they'll have this Sunday. Yeah, we'll figure out out how to get the due flow in this morning. (laughs) We got lots more show to go, including talking about Lamar Jackson, gentlemen. Did he just send us a signal that he's done for the rest of the season? Mm, Plus, Skip, I don't know, should your Cowboys still be favorites (sighs) over Tom Brady and the Bucs? We'll discuss that and a whole lot more coming up next on Undisputed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. 
with a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. Lamar Jackson listed as doubtful this weekend against the Bengals. He hasn't practiced all week. The Ravens QB is updating everybody, though, on his knee injury via Twitter. Yesterday, he tweeted out, I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There's still inflammation surrounding my knee, and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans. I'm still hopeful we still have a chance. A lot there in those tweets. My goodness, Shannon, how do you interpret what Lamar was saying? To make a long story short, Skip, unfortunately my knee will not be stable for another month, so stop asking me. Um, Lamar knows his knee. He says his knee is not healthy, it's not stable. And uh, my doctors have informed me my knee will not be healthy until one one day after the Super Bowl. Mm. That's what my doctors are telling me. Okay. Skip, do you know what I was thinking? I say the, the thing, the two things that help injuries the most, ice and money. It's amazing what ice could do and what money could do on top of ice. So if you want to set an ice bag on that knee mm-hmm. and a bag of money on top of it, man, Lamar Jackson come out that bag like Superman, like he came out there against Cleveland that mm-hmm. night. Watch it. The ice you put on your knee and the ice you can wear. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and Lamar knows it. Lamar says, finally, you guys get a chance to see for all the, the, the inadequacies that you say I possess. Yeah. This is what I know. We were leading the division at eight and four when I got injured. Mm-hmm. We were averaging 25 points a game. Now we're two and three and we average 12 and a half. So we average half as many points now than we did, than we did when I was in the ball game. So he's averaging skip. He had ran for 764 yards, three touchdowns, averaging six, almost seven yards a carry. That's his highest yards per carry since that MVP season in 2019. Yep. So Lamar Jackson's like, guys, I, I wish there was something I can tell you. I wish I could update you and say I'm coming back, but I'm not. Mm. I'm not. He says, I want to be out there for my guys, but I want you to, I want you guys. He said, my guys, I want the guys upstairs to be there for me. Yeah. And they're not there for me, but they want me to be there for them. Mm. And so, guys, I'm sorry. Teammates, I'm sorry. I really, really want to be there. But this is the one time that Lamar Jackson will be very, very selfish, as he absolutely should. Mm. Because at the end of the day, Lamar Jackson better take care of Lamar Jackson because it looks to me the Ravens ain't trying to take care of Lamar. They had two years to do this. Yep. Because anytime they let a quarterback they, they, go, they, they had three years. Tr- truly. Three. They, they, I mean, when you win the MVP, you just say, let's tell Oh, yeah. As soon, let's, as soon as we can get this man a new yeah. deal at the end yeah. of next year, yeah. oh, this one is done. Let's do it. Okay. They're telling you, Skip, if you're a player and they make you play that fifth year option out, mm. they already tell you what they believe. They don't believe. I don't know what they believe. They might have believed in Santa Claus or the Two Fair, but they don't believe in you. No. Because if they did, go look at everybody that's gotten con- these guys that's gotten contracts that's, that since the ad being a you know you get the uh, uh, they pick up the fifth year option and go look who's gotten their money after year three. Yeah, 
even though Lamar has some Santa Claus and Tooth Fairy in him <laughs> when he's on the football field. Yes. Okay, I'm going to quickly double down on your eye statement about real ice as an ice cold ice. It, it is a miracle healer. I don't, I, I'm not sure I'd be sitting here without ice because I use it every single night right. of my life. Mm-hmm. But, but thank you for saying that. This, this shook me up a little bit because I, I really tried to, to read between the lines yeah. here. And I've told you a thousand times on this show, the hardest thing for me to, to debate about, to, to have opinions about, are injuries because I don't know. Right. None of us know. There's really only one human on this earth who really knows what he's talking about here. And that's this human. Yes. Because even the doctors, how many doctors in your years have swung and missed about what's exactly wrong with exactly. you, right? Exactly, yep. Okay, so he goes into some detail about a PCL sprain, grade two, borderline grade three. Well, grade three is that oh, yeah. I, I've seen quarterbacks have to take off at least a month, maybe two, oh, yeah. over a bad sprain. Mm-hmm. It's the closest thing to a tear yeah. you can have. Right. And it's just hard to get rid of it because there's really not that much you can do except ice. Big ice. All right. And rest. And rest. <laughs> so reading between the lines, it, it keeps bringing me back to the statement you and I have talked about this whole heck we've been on this for a month. The question becomes, if Lamar wanted to play football, this coming, which day do they play? Sunday? Sunday, I think Sunday. Sunday. I think Sunday. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up on which days. But if Lamar wanted to play football this weekend for his Baltimore Ravens, I believe he would just play. I mean, if, if, if he had his contract, mm-hmm. that, that would right. be the point. If, right. if you had been paid yeah. and, and you thought there was even a, a sliver of a chance that you could tough it out and gut it out and play on a grade two sprain, I just believe he wouldn't even think twice about right. it. He would play. Right. So it comes down to... Is this about the injury or the contract? I'm saying it's all about the contract. Yeah, okay? it should be. All right? And it should be. So I'm going to triple down on what I'm saying. Lamar is quitting on the Ravens because they quit on him. Yeah. And it's hard for me to advocate. It's, it's hard for me to bless somebody quitting on a team because it tears at everything I believe about this, just the foundation of playing sports, of c- competitive sports. Mm-hmm. But in this case – the extenuating circumstance is so overpoweringly on Lamar's side yeah. that I can't root for the Ravens here. I can't say, I can't condemn Lamar. You can't quit on your team. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they because did. Because Lamar is thinking, like, hold on. Y'all wouldn't give me my money when I went out when I left in the offseason, I was healthy. Yep. So now you think I'm you I think you're gonna give me money if I limp into the offseason? No. Hell no. Nah. So this this is where we are. Hey, I wish my guy, hey, guys, go get it. I wish you guys the best of luck. But I'm not do. I'm not putting my career in any further jeopardy yep. for this team. Okay. And Lamar's in a tricky situation, PR-wise, as he well knows, because it's also highly suspicious to me that since he hurt his knee on December the 4th, mm-hmm. we're ways away from December the 4th. So what, what's About five that? weeks. Five weeks. Okay, let's say five weeks ago he hurt his knee. Not one time has the face of this franchise, the quarterback of this franchise, addressed the media in an open uh, interview where, where you do a Q&A right. type interview, where mm-hmm. you open it up to questions. Why? Because it's too, it's too slippery of a slope mm-hmm. to talk about because the media is going to ask you, 
Are you holding are you, in? Are you? Right. Are, what, what, what's happening here? What, what is your mindset? You know they're going to ask Skip, Lamar, if you'd had your money, do you think you would have? It'd be like the first question, yeah. right? Well, I'd probably be more apt to put a knee brace on and see if it's, if it's stable right. enough for me to go out there and play. All right. So it has been suspicious to me that he hasn't spoken a word to the Baltimore or the national media, yet he needed to, was this on Twitter? Yeah, it was Twitter. It was Twitter. Okay, so he goes to Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. and posts a statement. Actually, very smart. Mm-hmm. He's representing himself along with his mom. Right. But this is something you need advisors, you need PR people to tell you, okay, what's the best strategy here? Well, the best strategy is you control your own narrative. You write it down yeah. and post it on Twitter. Yeah. And, and let's get every word exactly the way we want every right. word to, to yes. work here. Mm-hmm. Okay? So he said all the right things. He's basically said, I'm rooting for my guys. I'm hopeful we have a chance. All great. Sounds like Tyler Huntley's going to have a chance to play. He gives him a slightly better chance, maybe, but, 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 but still. They're at Joe Burrow. They're against their arch rivals, not arch rivals, but rivals one within of, the, yeah, the division. one of them. Yeah, one is maybe it's not maybe not Pittsburgh. No, but, no, it's not Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. but, <laughs> but it is a, a rival yeah. because they're very good. Yeah. And this is your rubber match with them, but I don't give you much of a shot either, whoever plays. Mm-hmm. With Lamar, would I get? Yeah. 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 Well, hell, if that, Lamar had been healthy, I'm not so sure that the, maybe Cincinnati had been coming, be to, coming to I, Baltimore. I would agree with that. So an ugly situation starts to get uglier. And, and how this is going to play out, I, I, I'm not even convinced they're going to tag him. It, it has gotten so extreme here, what's going on, that it feels like they're preparing to cut bait, as okay. in move on, as in trade, as in what, whatever way you're going to reshuffle right. your deck here, right? right? It just feels like they're on the verge of being done with Lamar because th- they don't trust his long-term health. I don't know if they don't trust him. He had the incident where he went back and forth with the guy on Twitter mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't think they love the fact that he's been holding in all year, that he came in but didn't. his heart wasn't in the preparation right. for the games until it was game time, then he played his tail off. But it, it feels like the bridge is on fire, if not burned to the ground, okay. and it feels like I, they're not long for the world for each other. Yes, I, I can't sit over here on this side of the table and say I disagree with anything that you've said because it does look like they're headed for a breakup. Uh, and it looks like it's going to be a contentious breakup. It's not going to be one of those things where each side releases a statement and says this was amicable. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. breaking up is not amicable. Yeah, yeah I know. What, what tears me up about this, it was such a fairy tale story. Yes. L- Lamar, and I'll be the first, I'll, I, I didn't see this coming. When no. I watched him at Louisville, I couldn't see no, this. No, no. I just, I wasn't sure. But there was somebody out there who wanted him to play receiver. Remember that? Yes, they, okay. we, yeah, we do. So, so we went from, we need you to play receiver at the next level, if you can make it at receiver, to MVP in two years? Right. In his second year. Skip, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think that he could be an MVP. I'll be honest with that. I didn't think he could be an MVP. But I saw the guy win the Heisman Trophy, throwing for 3,000 and rushing for 1,500. He did. So, I, I mean, he could throw the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, just how good and how consistently could he throw it? So I thought he could play quarterback in the league. I didn't think he could be an MVP quarterback. No. I'm not so sure the Ravens thought he could be an MVP no. quarterback. But I think they knew that he could play that position. How well? They were willing to give him an opportunity to find out. Yeah. So he's played the position as well as they could have possibly hoped. And that's what you get when I draft the guy. Man, I just hope he, you know, he doesn't make me look bad. He's made him look great. 
Yeah. You took a guy that people said should change positions. And by the way, I'm assuming it was your man, Ozzy Newsom, who, yeah, who, that was Ozzie. who said yeah. he, he pushed, yeah. right? He was yeah. the one who said, yeah. I don't, yeah. was he still He was still on charge? That was, actually, that was his that last, was the last draft. Okay. That was his last draft. All right. So give him, he, he's, he's as good as anybody who ever tried this, yes. who ever tried to draft. Yes. Because he, he was. He got Ray Lewis and Jonathan Osborne were the first draft. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. He is a big reason for the feeling of the Ravens dynasty yes. of, of, the, of keeping them at the highest mm-hmm. level. Right. And, and now it has come to this. Yes. And it, it has to emanate from the owner. It has to start at the top oh, yeah. where the owner says, I'm, I'm well, sorry. You're, I'm yeah, you're, you're not doing the skip. This is not, this is not a, oh, you know, a seventh round draft pick where you, you shelling out maybe $30,000. You're talking about maybe upwards of a quarter of a billion. Yep. And he's going to want to at least 200 of that fully guaranteed. Yep. So absolutely, you run this all, all the way up to the top of the flagpole. Give this a midway. This is all the way to the top. Hey, you bypass everybody. You don't even ask the secretaries in. Mm-hmm. You just go, just hey, Steve. You do. This is what the, this is what he wants. What can we do? How close to th- how close to this number can we get? How many years can we give him of the no- number of years that he's asking for? Mm-hmm. How close? Hey. You might have to go to an island somewhere. Steve, Ozzy, Eric DaCosta, uh, you know, Steve Bichotti, the owner, Ozzy Newsom, Eric DaCosta. Yep. They might have to go to an island, get on some cigars, get on some tequila, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Hey, I see you some LaPortier too, Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Hey, and say, hey, guys, what are we going to do? Because if we lose this guy, are we prepared to be bad for a couple of years until we find a quarterback? Mm-hmm. Unless one is available. Is Justin Fields available? Maybe. But you're going to find yourself back in the same heck, situation as Kill. Heck, is Aaron Rodgers available for yeah. two years? Mm-hmm. Would you want to try that? I don't know. To get Hold you on. You want to get this man 50 million? Lumber? I, think the, I think the Ravens fans will be very, very disappointed because they say you got a guy that's 25, 26 years of age and you're not willing to do anything for him, but you want to take a guy that's 38, 39 years of age and give him 50 million yeah, and you're only going to have it for two years. He's already got the 50 million. Right, right. I mean, you have to pay him. Right, right? You, so you're going to take on yeah. his contract yeah. and you're only going to have him for two years. Yep. And then what do you do after those two years? I don't know, but they're, they're stuck because, as you know, you can't snap your fingers and come up with another Lamar Jackson no. because if you snap your fingers and trade for Justin Fields, is he as good as Lamar? I'm sorry, I, I can't see that he would live up to that level. But here's the thing. He's, he's going to be going into his third year. Yep. He's going to be looking for a contract extension too. Yep, he will. So then what? Yep. I, the, the thing is about these prices for the quarterback skip, they're not coming down. It's, they're not. The market is not coming back. The market is, and, and these guys and the Burroughs and the Herberts, they're going to push this. They're going to keep pushing this thing forward. Yep. Okay. Do you, do you try to trade for the number one overall pick from the Bears? Well, what? Are you, I, 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 I'm, I'm you, just saying. Yeah. Is no, 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 no. no, no, no. I mean, the Ravens skip. You're going to have to give up three first rounders. You'd have to give your future yes. for Bryce Young. Yes. That's what you'd say. Yes. You would bet on Bryce Young over Lamar for right. the long haul. Yes. Right? Yes. But you better, hey, you better have those pieces around him because you're not going to be able to do a whole lot because your draft is shot. Yeah. Because you're going to switch draft position, you're going to give up 24, and you're going to give up 25, and you for the number one from where they're selecting. What you'd have to do, you have to that, give skip, up everything. Yeah, skip. Yeah. I mean, think about what what uh, uh, um, 49ers gave up to get Trey Lance, and they moved up from, if I'm mistaken, I think from 12 to three. Yeah. You're going to go from the mid 20s to number one. Mm-hmm. You might have to give up four first-round picks. You, you might have might. to give up your first round is all the way to 26. You might. You would have to sell out, so to speak, yes. for Bryce Young. Yes. In ways that you're not even remotely willing to sell out no. for Lamar. That is correct. 
I mean, the thing is, I mean, you're going to have him on a rookie contract for three years. So you're able to go, you know, you skip, yep. you're skip. able to go get some pieces. But this thing better pay off because if it doesn't, that balloon payment is going to come due. Oof. And balloon payments for quarterbacks now, Skip, is $200 million. That's That's the cheapest for any quarterback that's worth anything, the cheapest well, you'll be able to get it. Well, as you said during the Dak <laughs> saga, it's just – it, it's that's the, just the cost of doing business. Price, right? That's it just is. what you got to pay. Yeah. All right. Whew. Guys, in the immediate future, the Ravens limping into this postseason, not the way you want to go in. They've dropped their last uh, three out of four mm. and, of course, lost to the Bengals 27-16 last weekend. Whew. All right, moving on. Another wild card matchup this weekend. According to Fox Bet Sportsbook, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys do indeed remain a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Brady and the Buccaneers. Shannon, are you surprised the Cowboys are still favored on the road versus Mr. Postseason himself, Tom Brady? I'm not because I think the odds makers are based it off on the body of work of what they've seen for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. And they say, we understand Tom Brady's resume, but we looked at Tom Brady this year throughout the totality of the season. Yep. And with the exception of a handful of games, maybe two games, he has not looked like the Tom Brady that built that impressive resume over the first 22 years of his career. He doesn't look the same. And so th that's what, you know... <laughs> Osmakers have said, Skip Bayless, you might not bet against Thomas Edward Patrick yep. Brady Jr., yep. but we've been betting against him all year, and we've been winning. Mm. We've been betting against him all year, and we've been winning, and we'll continue to do that. Skip Brady, I mean, he's 25th in touchdowns. He's 18th in QBR, 31st in yards per attempt, 25th in points again, uh, uh, per game, and 22nd in red zone touchdowns. Yep. And most of those stats... He was first in touchdown passes. He was, like, top five in QBR. He was a lot higher in yards per attempt and points per game. I think they were, like, top five in red zone. They were number two. Mm. And you see all the numbers that's coming down, and despite the second in passing yards, first in pass attempts, and give up the fewer sacks. The only difference is they don't score. They get into the red zone, and yep. either they, 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 turn the, they, get the, uh, uh, they kick field goals or something bad happens, but they're not producing touchdowns yep. at the clip in which they produced them last year. Tom is not producing the big chunk plays as he did last year. And so the oddsmakers say, I don't know what y'all talking about. I understand his resume, but we don't, we don't set lines due to resumes. Yep. We set lines due to trends and what we've seen over the totality of a four-game or eight-game or ten-game or over the season. Yep. And so when we set this line, we're looking at Tom Brady and what he did this year, and we don't see the guy that built that impressive resume, so yep. we're going to go ahead and ride with the Cowboys. I don't yep. know if that's a wise decision, but that's the point. But the odds makers, I got but the, it. But I the got makers it. say, but Skip, I mean, think about last year, how many times they scored 30. In 17 games, they did it 10 times. I got it. And they had another three games where they had 228, 727. Mm -hmm. And three games, they scored 40. They've gotten 30 points twice, mm -hmm. once in a loss, once in a win against uh, uh, Carolina. Yep. So the odds maker says, nah, we, we, we're not believe, we're not, we don't believe that the guy that got like six names mm -hmm. and he's a junior, <laughs> we, we don't believe he's the same guy okay. <laughs> as this year as he was in the previous 22. <sighs> okay. The last time. I disagreed with the odds makers was Georgia and they were favored by 13 yeah! and a half. And I said, uh, boy, I'd take that 13 and a half and run. Yeah. And I would have run right to the toilet as well. Yeah. I didn't bet on it because we didn't bet on it. But but I thought TCU could play them right. a game. Yeah. And obviously it felt like it was over in about two or three minutes. Yeah. Right. You could just see the handwriting all over the SoFi wall. Yeah, that was so bad. That okay. was the lowest rated championship game in the, yeah. the BCS or the college football playoff era. There you go. The game was over. so It was just over. Okay, <laughs> was over. so that happened. Although I did like Detroit 
at Green, Green Bay. Bay. You and did. I was right about that one. But here's the point. And you somehow you lucked up and got the Jags making the playoffs. I don't know how you did that one. Yeah, I did have the Jags in the playoffs. And we're going to talk about them a little later <laughs> yeah. in the show because they got a big game. They do. Out. Okay. This is just me. And you could be right. I may be looking through rose-colored glasses or pewter-colored glasses <laughs> at the GOAT. Yeah. But it feels to me like the goat is in the catbird seat. Whatever the catbird seat is, I still don't know, but I know what it means to be in the catbird seat. But it feels like the goat is in the catbird seat. Tell me, I, I want to know, know your reasoning for thinking that he's in the catbird seat. Because nobody really expects that much of him. And he is 7-0 lifetime against my Dallas Cowboys because I believe that deep down, he loves to stick it to America's team, which is actually Hollywood's team. And he doesn't like Hollywood. He, he, he loves to stick it to Jerry Jones. It's, it's the point. Why, remember when I banged on the table when Dak and Jerry were at this, this right. contractual impasse? I said, Brady's free. Just go, go take a run at Brady. And you said to me, there is no way Thomas Edward Patrick <laughs> Brady Jr. wants to play for Jerry Jones. No. He doesn't want to be part of the circus. No. He doesn't want Jerry. And, and the, the inverse of that is Jerry doesn't want to have to cede control and all the credit to Brady if they win a Super Bowl. Jerry wouldn't love that. You ain't getting no credit, okay. Jerry. All right. All right. I got it. But the point is, he is 7-0. And the point is, I'm having a hard time as a lifelong diehard. I, I always tell you I'm the oxymoronic objective cowboy fan. Sometimes I'm too objective. And I look down the stretch of the last one, two, three, four, five games, and it's hard to justify the first 12 games body of work right. that was highly impressive that I blessed to the point where I said it's unjinxable. Did you just say okay? that? Because they never validated it down the stretch. And as you know and I know, as Coach Landry used to say, you need to streak into the playoffs. Well, well maybe not streak, but, but at least you got to show signs of life right. as you approach the playoffs. Right. Like, we are ready for this. Right. All they're doing is talking a good game this week. We flipped the switch. Okay? It started with you. The walkthrough looked well, though. It, the walkthrough well, walk well, is the best ever. And that's all they got right now because they're whistling through the graveyard right. toward Tampa Bay. Right. Okay. So it started at Houston. It was a 98-yard last-second drive to pull out the Houston game. Mm -hmm. And then they go to Jacksonville and they blow the 27-10 to lead. And then they, they can't quite pick themselves back up off the mat. They did win the game at Tennessee, but it was a struggle against Joshua Dobbs. Right. And uh, I think I skipped over – I'm sorry, I skipped over Philadelphia. But it was Gardner Minshew. It's, it's just hard for me – to jump up on top of the table and dance over beating Gardner Minshew, who threw for 3-5-5, went right. up and down the field, and handed the ball to us, or they did, four times, or we'd be having a different conversation right yeah. now, right? And then that, that all-time stinker <laughs> at, at Washington, it's, it's hard to dredge up a lot of enthusiasm for the way they're entering the playoffs. And yet, for all... All those numbers that you spit all over the table, all of them exactly dead on right about Brady's bucks this yeah. year. It came to the money game against Carolina. You can say, yeah, but it's the NFC South. Okay, it was the one money game. They just had to go win the game, and he throws for four, three, two, and three touchdowns to that guy who had been for 11 games a ghost, Mike Evans. Yep. Three touchdowns to Mike Evans. And Brady sneaks for a touchdown, so he's, he's responsible for four touchdowns, and they score, what was the score? They got to 30, 30. right? They got 30. right at 30. Yeah. Okay, so they finally got a 30. Right. Okay, 
they're coming off that, and then Brady insists on playing Atlanta, and they did take the, the opening kickoff, and they went 70 yards in 10 plays, and he hit Kyle Rudolph? Where did he come from? He's been in the doghouse all year, but he hit him for a touchdown. So I, I promise you the Bucks feel a lot better about who they are right now than the Cowboys deep downfield. They won't admit it publicly, right. but the Bucks have to feel, let's just say, a little better right. about who they are right now. But you know what's scary? I remember you telling me, you asked me, uh, the Cowboys, and I said, the Cowboys going to do Cowboy things, yep. and you told me that's all I got. You said, well, those past Cowboys have no bearing they on this current like, team. Like, that's history to okay. me. Like, literally, that's history. So, so what is it that Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Cowboys? Is that not history? Okay, it is history. It's just something in his psyche. You can just <laughs> tell he loves to stick it and that's what that. I said, being right. your psyche, that you know okay. you guys, the Cowboys, okay. are going to start Cowboys. Okay, you know what? He probably thinks that. They'll do something. They'll give it to us a couple times, maybe three times, or they'll blow a coverage where all of a sudden— But that's not in Dak's DNA. Okay, that's what Jerry said yesterday. I'm, boy, you don't talk about selling it's, ice it's what, it's what not in his DNA? Because I think Dak has been—he's been one of the league leaders in fumbles. Okay, yeah, okay, I got it. But the oddsmakers are looking hard at body of work, yes. to your point. And, yes. And they see Tampa is dead last in running the football. Oh, that's no good. They're— Graded by Pro Football Focus, their wide receiver collection is graded 19th best in the whole league. 19th best, and their pass rush is graded as the 28th pass rush. So yeah. they're, they're yeah, they don't get four the quarterback. from the bottom. Yeah. They can't get to the quarterback. So you can't. Not run. without blitzing. Okay, not without blitzing, which they're not prone to do no. a whole lot. Maybe they will Sunday. I don't know. I mean, on Monday. But the point is, you can't run it. You can't rush the passer. What do you got? You got the 45 year old throwing. Right. That's all you got. And he did lead the whole National Football League in fourth quarter yards passing and in fourth quarter touchdowns. You can argue either empty calories or, or it's always coming to that. Right. You're always so behind that yeah. you have to pull it out. Yes. He pulled it out against New Orleans. They're down 16 to three with five minutes left, and it took two long drives to win 17 to 16. Well, that's how you lead the fourth quarter in passing. Right. You you and then that's including overtime. You had to go to Arizona against the what was he like the fourth straight yeah. quarterback and win that game in overtime well that wasn't very impressive you got one game or well, you have two you have one at Dallas and and you you can't tell me from your time playing this game that if you do go beat somebody at their place and now they got to come to your place for a playoff game just deep deep down you got to think well, we can play with these guys because mm -hmm. you went and you dominated them on opening night. You didn't score a lot. You scored 19. Right. They scored three. But okay. little did we know, I think, both I think both teams are different then than they are now. I think the Cowboys, even though they've had some hardship over the last month of the season, yep. I think they're substantially better now than they were the first game. And I think the Bucs might be worse okay, you could argue now that. than they were the first okay. game. And now you're, you're playing odds maker because that's why it's two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Okay? But – that one guy that I don't bet against, if you start telling him all week long, you're actually a playoff underdog at home. And you asked the question. I forgot to look it up. But I, I don't even know if we could find the stats on this. But I doubt he's ever been a home playoff dog. Right. Am I missing a game? Uh, I don't think so either. I mean, those, I don't think so either. Were those Baltimore games, would they have I, ever? No, I don't think that. No, I don't think they were underdogs. I don't think so. And I definitely don't know he wasn't no dog uh, in the first round. The wild card, hell nah, he ain't been no underdog in that. Okay, so for the first time in his life, and it's it's a right. as football years, it's an extended right. life. They're saying you're not favored at right. home, and and I know what his psyche is. He's like, okay, watch this. He's, right. he's the ultimate right. watch this guy, and that brings me back to my team and my coach. So this is the guy, 
Remember, one year, it's, we're on the one-year anniversary. Remember, the day after they lost to San Francisco, my coach had the audacity to tell the media that I knew during the pregame prayer in the locker room that we weren't right. He first used the word, we were nervous, and then he said, we were angsting. Okay, what, whatever you were, that right. you weren't right. Uh, that's your job. You, right. you have to get them right, yeah, yeah. and maybe you should have walked into the middle of the pregame prayer and said, time out. Before you say, <laughs> you ask amen. God, amen for this, before you, get, before you continue asking right. God to help us today, I'm going to help you because I'm going to try to restart this team. Right. But, but he's not capable. No. So do you trust him to, to what would be Sunday night down in Tampa? Is he going to do night. another water? Uh, oh, no, you're no, no, going to pre game. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, night before the game. Okay, yeah, okay. Some hotel, yes, right, yes, in downtown yes. Tampa. Yeah. Is he going to go watermelon again? Because he, he, they, they carried a watermelon. They, right. they traveled a watermelon all the way up to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. This is going back. Two years Two ago. Two years ago. It was, it was the, the Andy Rush Dalton game. at Kirk Cousins game, right? So I thought it was three. the Cooper Rush. I, I don't think it was Cooper Rush. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we're going back to Andy Dalton. Are you sure? I, I don't know. But it's one of those two. Okay, I, I thought it was, it was Andy Rush. Dalton, but whatever. But, but he volunteered to the media after they upset Kirk Cousins right. and company that I, I asked them to – he gave them like a sledgehammer. Yeah, the to, Gallagher. Yeah. Okay. Rest his soul. He yeah. passed away yeah. recently. Yeah. And he had, I think, D-Law started. Mm-hmm. I want you to come up and smash this watermelon. I think a couple other guys smashed it. Yes. And it went all over. He said it went all over the floor. And I think there's a Marriott maybe. And mm-hmm. the Marriott people were upset about it. Because yeah, you it should Clean up. Yeah, because we got to clean this <laughs> yeah, no. up. Yeah, yeah, no. right. Y'all made a mess. You're not kids. Grown men making okay. a mess. So are, are they going to do that? Is that what he's going to pull that rabbit out of his head? Right. I, I well, I think the thing is, Skip, during the course of the week, you get a sense. You're watching your team. I mean, if you know your team, you're very observant. And, you you know, maybe you have a, a, a video that you put out to relax everybody. I, I remember uh, Mike played uh, When We Were Kings yep. from the uh, uh, Muhammad Ali soundtrack yep. with Will Smith. Yep. And, man, I mean, I just got – I got all of a sudden, I got the chill. It was like I wanted to go play that night. Yeah. I was like, oh, we good. Yeah. We good. I mean, I could look around the room and I can see the fire and everybody was feeling what I was feeling. I was like, yeah, we good. Somebody about to catch this. Mm. <laughs> Somebody about to catch this. Now, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I mean, looking at his style and listening at him talk, yep. doing hard knock, uh, I don't know if that's in him. It's not in him. <sighs> My line on this game is pick him. That's what I say. Yeah. I, I don't think Dallas deserves to be favored. Skip, I think the thing. Where's your evidence? You don't think they should be favored? No, I don't. Well, it'll be your coach. If your coach can get a right, Skip, he got to be a really good coach can convince a man he can do something he never thought he could. That's your job. That that is the essence, the essence of your job. I agree. Man. Well, Skip, (laughs) to your point about Brady's mindset, this is the first time he's ever been a home underdog in the playoffs. So I am curious how he's going to respond. Should be a good one Monday night. All right, gentlemen, let's get back to the hardwood in just a moment. Should Sixers fans be concerned <laughs> after last night's 19-point loss? Are you? This I'm was not concerned. pretty. About we'll discuss the on the other <laughs> side of the screen. <laughs> When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. 
so you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride-or-dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Time for a trending story sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. The Thunder beat Joel Embiid and the 76ers last night, 133-114. Yes, you heard that correctly. Philly gave up over 30 points every quarter. They were only able to eclipse over 30 in one single quarter in this 19-point loss. Shocking final. Shannon, what does this tell you about the 76ers? (laughs) I mean, should we should we should we be concerned? And I know Joel Embiid didn't play. I know the best player in the NBA ain't played. Mm. Ain't no way he played and lay lost to the Thunder. Mm. You remember? Because I remember when the Thunder did Thunder did a demolition job on the uh, uh, Celtics. Man, 150 points. Yeah, it was 150. It was Defcon. Huh? Over they, the best defensive team in basketball last year. Fox locked wow. it down. Uh. I couldn't get on the elevators. It was uh. like a, a, a emergency. Uh. All the doors was locked. Wow. I was like, what? They said uh, we, we got to be concerned. Mm. Boston lost to OKC. Mm-hmm. After losing twice to Orlando at home. We did, uh, no, no, this yeah. is not about Boston. This is about this team. So what did Joel, did Joel Embiid play last night? Yeah, he played great. What about Shea Gilgis? Uh, How did he, he play? play? He played great. The, uh, the Clippers probably looking like we should have kept him oh, and, and let, let Paul George where he was. Yeah. See, I find it just funny, Skip. This is what happens in the NBA. Mm. You get a team, a young team like these guys, that probably the oldest guys, probably like 26, 27, mm-hmm. that can run all night. They're going to play hard every night. The one thing about these young guys' effort is not going to be the issue. Mm-hmm. And then you get a team like the Celtics, they, they can come in there because they got Joel Embiid and James mm-hmm. Harden. They've been playing unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, we got these guys. Mm-hmm. And the Thunder say, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. They open up a good old-fashioned can. I'm talking about a, yep. a big can mm-hmm. of you-know-what. Yep. And you still – Six was 11 to 36 from the three. Mm. Turned the ball over 17 times. Mm. Mm. And P.J. Tucker, I don't know what he got going on right now. The only thing he scored is P.E.s. Mm. Skip, you know, Skip, five of his last 10 games, he's got zero points. Yep. He, had a stretch in, uh, he had a stretch in November, seven or eight games he had zero points. Okay. So but the only thing he scored. He can defend at a high level. He has changed the face of this team. So could Ben Simmons. Yeah. And then guess what happened? Mm-hmm. At some point in time, you can't have a guy on the court, Skip, and all he does is defend. He's going to have to put the ball in the basket, too, occasionally. Skip, how you go five? How you have a, a stretch? We go seven of eight games. Mm-hmm. You score zero points, and five yeah. of your last ten, you got zero. 
when you got Embiid and Harden and Maxi, you can score the basketball. Well, I, yep. I couldn't tell last night. I what could. about what about defense? Mm. You just talking about the game. What they gave up one thirty three mm. at home. Yep. At least Boston said, "Well, we gave up one fifty. We was we was in that building. Mm. Y'all gave up one thirty three at home. Yep. Now they got three cracks in the Liberty Bell. Okay, needs to be repaired, Skip. Mm. They need to repair Philly. Philly look like trouble to me. Huh. Okay, so you say. How concerned should the Sixers be? Yeah. And I'm going to ask you a better question. What? How concerned should the Lakers be? Wait, You're missing the point here. You are missing the boat on this one. The Lakers have been looking up in the standings that we can pass them and them and them and we can climb all them. the way up. Go get them. Maybe you should be looking in your rear view because you just got caught by the Oklahoma City Thunder who are turning into a real, live, legitimate basketball team. Their record is 19 and 23, as is yours. Your Lakers are 19 and 23. LeBron James, LA Lakers are 19 and 23. Shea Gilgis, Alexander's Oklahoma City Thunder are 19 and 23, and they're on the rise. They have won four of the last six, and you got to deal with them three times down the stretch of this year. You haven't played them yet. So let me remind people who have been sleeping on the Thunder what they have been doing. They did beat Boston. It was 150 to 117. Uh-huh. They have already beaten Dallas twice, home and away. They beat the Clippers twice already. Twice. Uh. They beat Memphis already. Would you believe that? Would you believe they've already beaten Portland twice this year? That's the Thunder have done all of the above. Yet, Joel Embiid and company back on New Year's Eve, it was about 12 days before this game, Went to Oklahoma City, where Boston got spanked by by 150 points. And guess what Joel Embiid and company did to the Thunder on their home floor on New Year's Eve? They beat them by 19 points. So help me out, Mr. Sharp. If just 12 days earlier you had beaten them by 19, how up for this game do you think the Sixers were? How seriously do you think the Sixers took the team they beat by 19, 12 days earlier at Oklahoma well, I, City? They did not take them that seriously. So, 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 is that, could I make that case for Boston? Yeah. How serious did Boston take it with the law firm? Know. I don't know. I mean, they've been handling, so, case, they've been handling cases all okay. year long yeah. with a high success yeah. rate. Yeah. And they say, you know what? This one will slip, slip yeah. through the cracks. Okay. Boston does not defend nearly the way they did for Eme last year. Not nearly. They're barely in the top ten in defense. What about Here's the point of what happened last night. If you told me going into this game that Joel Embiid, who should be the MVP of this league so far, would make 10 of 17 shots and all 10 of his free throws, as usual, he's the best big man free throw shooter I've ever seen, and that he would get his 10 rebounds, which is his average, and he would score 30 points, 30, 10, 10 of 10 from the free throw line. And then if you told me that James Harden last night would score 24 with 15 assists, I'd say, okay, that works. And if you told me that Tyrese Maxey would add 17 points, which is not – he usually he's 21-ish is his average. Uh-huh. I'd say, okay, that well should work. No, it, 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 it did it, work. It, it did not work because Shea Gill just right before your very eyes has turned into a star. He is an all-star uh, player. So, are you saying he's better than Paul George? Uh, are you saying I that? No, boy, he's he's looking like he is a not just mm. a keeper. He he's going to be your uh, foundation. Ain't got nothing, ain't nothing, got I'm nothing not sure it. he's the next Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, or or even James Harden or Russell Westbrook. But the point is, he scored 37 at Philly last night. Whew, oh, so so you gonna make so so in other words you gonna absorb you gonna absorb Joel and B mm, Shea Gilgis. Mm. 
Where is he in the all-star voting? Yeah, Where is he in the, he's, in the He's been doing this to everybody he plays. He's I don't, I don't know terror. about everybody. All I don't yeah. know about everybody. All and, I know is about the somebody, way, which is the Sixers. A, a lot of people sleep on Oklahoma City's bench. They made eight threes coming off the bench. Eight or 21 by the bench last night. That will work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 14 of 33 will work. Is this the same Oklahoma mm. City? Is this the same OKC team? that did the job on Boston, that you said weren't no good, and you said the Boston Celtics weren't as good as we had indicated? And no, so now I, you can- I said in the other locker room that night, it wasn't exactly Durant and Westbrook and James Harden and Ibaka. So, right? so, so were they in the locker room when they played yeah. the brotherly? Were they in the locker yeah. room when they played them? Yeah. So where was Durant? Well, I thought Durant was injured. Mm-hmm. Russ, I saw Russ last night in the Lakers uniform. Mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka was cooking some uh, 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 some <laughs> raccoons uh, pasta. And interviewing somebody. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just trying to figure, so where were the, all, the, all them guys at that you were telling me about that wasn't there when they beat Boston? Okay. You have to take this team seriously now mm. because this oh, team really? is serious business. That's what's happened right before your very oh, eyes. So I'm looking now. down the schedule because the Lakers should maybe have one eye looking down we the schedule. We don't do that. February 7th is in L.A. That's the Thunder. And then March 1st is at Oklahoma City. Then March 24th is back in L.A. So you got three games here, and two of your three are at home. And you know what? You may be fighting for your play-in life. Play-in life. I will wait until February 7th. Yeah, okay. I need to see who's healthy for both teams going into February I don't 7th. care who healthy. I need to make sure that LeBron doesn't have an ankle. It don't matter. Ankle or a cold. He might have an ankle or a cold there before that game. He'd say, I don't need to play against the Thunder. Or maybe he would dodge the Thunder because he We don't he dodge sees. anybody. Really? You do realize we was on, we're on the cusp. Are you? Huh. Of becoming immortal. Yeah, we're going to be immortalized. You, you are dead last in three-point shooting, Mr. James. That's okay. what you are. Dead last in the whole NBA. We're not going to finish 28. that. 28.6%. We won't finish that. It ain't where you are. It's where you finish. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, how much better can you do, climb up out of that hole? I mean, we consider that we're a career 35, 34, yeah. 35%. 34, yeah. Okay, so we'll climb back to that. You think you'll get to 34? Mm-hmm. I don't think you, you can get to 34 because you've dug the hole too deeply. We ain't dug it too deep. Yeah, you Anytime we dig, if you dig a hole, you can get up out of it. If I dug my way in it, I can dig my way out of it. Man, you realize we're we're way past halfway now because we're starting to climb toward the the end of this thing, and you are nineteen and twenty three. 19 and 23. When it's all said and done, we're going to have more W's than L's. Really? Put, something, so. put a do on that. Well, I, I'm not going to put – you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But you say, but you say LeBron James. How old is he now? Like 46? Well, he, Anthony Davis, he can't yeah. – Anthony Davis, when the last time we saw Anthony Davis stay healthy? He's a horrible three-point shooter, but he remains the best driver of the basketball but, in the history of this I want to know what happened to Joel Embiid last night. Nothing. And, we, and they ain't got nobody. And by the way, he is still ranked number one in defensive win shares. Number one is Joel Embiid. I'm, try, I'm trying to figure so out. So he's just a tick behind Luka for the scoring lead in this league, and he's number one in defense. I think one I'm, plus one equals I'm, MVP. I'm trying to figure the guy who guarded Joel Embiid. I'm looking at So it wasn't Lou Dortz. Mm. It wasn't one, either the, the Williams, the Jalen. The Jalen's both it of them can play. Both I, I, of them. It wasn't Shea Gill. So, mm-hmm. so in other words, Joel Embiid should have had sixty. Mm-hmm. He should have had sixty, twenty, and ten. Yep. Well, look at them little old dudes that was guarding him. Mm-hmm. Little dudes, Josh Giddey, Jalen Williams, mm-hmm. Jalen Williams, Lou Dort. Come on, Skip. I mean, Josh got, Giddey's six eight. It's not little. Joel Embiid is seven two three yes, ten three fifteen. You, you got it right. Yep. And he and, and Caldwell, these little these young guys. So how did this team beat Boston that badly? How did this team beat Dallas twice and the Clippers twice and Portland and twice did a demoli- and Memphis? And did a demolition uh. job in the city of brotherly love. Ooh. They did because the city was not 
taking them very seriously. So why, why, mm-hmm. why not? They're NBA team. Mm-hmm. And you just said, and so if we, you know, they had beaten Boston twice and beat, uh, beaten uh, uh, Mavericks and beat mm-hmm. all these other teams, I think they knew that too, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure they Should got. Have. Yeah. Yeah, but they had just kicked the tails of these little people in Oklahoma City. When? 12 days earlier. I just uh, 12? Mm-hmm. Man, you know how much the world has changed in 12 days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shannon, you better look in the rear view. They just caught you. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh-huh. you look it up, because that's uh-huh. what Boston is. Really? You look at that, that's what the Sixers do. They look at no. that. Hey, Boston, hey! I picked the Sixers to win the East, and I feel real good about it. And I'm telling you, Joel Embiid is the best player on this planet right now. Don't even he do that. He should be leading the MVP race. He's not. He is. He's not. Yeah. Well, they, uh, what, 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 what? coming to the lake. Aren't they coming to the crypt here? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Oh, we'll see about that. Do we have some do on that, maybe? Well, no. We ain't got no do on that. Huh? I'll, no, we, I'll take the Sixers. I bet you game. will take the Sixers. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no? Nope. Okay. I don't want no do, I don't want no do right. on that. All right. Well, LeBron might have a cold. So. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you know the weather changes is going to start back yeah, raining I know, tomorrow. No, no, it's going to rain. <laughs> I know this. We got to get some dew flowing on something this morning, hey, guys. We'll we got to end this week on a high note. He'd be scared, right. then, Jen. Oh, can't play scared. Can't play scared. <laughs> Gentlemen, we've got a whole lot more Undisputed coming up, so everybody stay with us. We're back right after this break. USA Today dug into data found from 2003 to 2022, and they found that interviews from the Rooney Rule were often concentrated on the same people just cycled throughout the interview process over and over. Eric Bieniemy, Todd Bowles, Jim Caldwell, and Leslie Frazier, those four accounted for nearly 25% of the interview opportunities given to non-white coaches. The president and founder of the National Coalition of Minority Football Coaches told USA Today, quote, obviously the Rooney Rule isn't working. Now the Colts announced yesterday that they are interviewing Eric Bieniemy for their current head coach opening. Shannon, what are your thoughts on this situation? The hell is not working. We know it's not working. And it wasn't meant to work. It was meant to appease black people to say, see, we're giving you guys an opportunity. And sometimes they say, well, well, we can't, we can't, you can't hire them if you don't get opportunities. Mm. Jerry Jones barked Marvin Lewis ass in, knowing damn well he wasn't going to hire him. But he appeased the Rooney rule. Mm-hmm. So you got, to, you got to interview at least one minority candidate when uh, uh, a coaching vacancy, mm-hmm. knowing damn well he wasn't going to hire him. So what is that? If you already know, Skip, when you already know you're not going to give me the job, what good does it do for you to bring me in? Well, maybe, you know, he listened down the road. He might, you know, he might hire another coach. He might be looking at, and like what you see, what they do is the same thing. The Mike Tomlin. You look what Mike Tomlin did. They brought Mike Mike Tomlin in and he blew him away. Mm. Well, damn, that was 20 years ago. Mm. Ain't nobody else, ain't no other black coaches blown away anybody in an interview. I heard somebody say, uh, 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 Tony Dungeon said, there's a black uh, Zach Taylor out there. No, it's not. Zach Taylor is white. Ain't no black Zach Taylors out there. You, you not know go- what he was saying. Yeah, I know exactly what he was saying. I, I got it. I got it. But, I, he, but yeah. you don't understand what I'm but, saying, but there's too. somebody who could coach as well as Zach Taylor has coached the Bengals. Well, they're going to give him an opportunity. And there you go. Because, like you said, they keep recycling because they say we all look alike. So, the hell, like, they think they're interviewing somebody differently, even though they bring uh, uh, A.B., Leslie Frazier, Jim Caldwell in, and, uh, and uh, it was Todd Bowles before he got this job. Mm-hmm. So, they were recycling the same form. It's kind of like me, Skip. People look at me like, well, hell, Shadow, you down there 55. You ain't never been 
man, there must be something wrong with you. Are you cheap? Are you are you afraid to commit? What's really going on? So if you bring EB in, he interviewed 15 times and he ain't got no damn job, what they ask is 15 times. Well, damn, what's wrong with EB? He must be talking about the owner's wife or something. He yeah. must be something ain't right. Yeah. So that's what they do, Skip. This is what we know. And I'm gonna turn it over to you. A black coach can never, ever do what Doug Marone did. Doug Marone resigned the job in Buffalo and went and got a job in Jacksonville. Josh McDaniels had the job. Jim Irsay had gathered him a job. They had a press conference scheduled to introduce him to the crowd, to the media. And the man sent him a fax that I ain't going to be able to do that. Mm. And guess what? He stayed in uh, 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 New England for another three, four years and went and got the job in Oakland. Yeah. Excuse me, Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you tell me a black guy, you tell me the black coach, Hell, he lucky to stay on the job for a year. Ask Steve Wilkes what'll happen if you don't do well. Mm. Man, Patricia got a couple of years more than he ever should have got. They fired Jim Caldwell after 97. Mm. They fired Lovey Smith after 88, if I'm not mistaken, in Chicago. Mm. Now, look what they did to Lovey Smith in, 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 uh, at uh, Houston. Look what they did to David Carley. And the same thing to Roman. Mm. But, ooh, but he got an interview. But damn good interview. Mm. I go on 100 interviews and I ain't getting no job. Mm-hmm. Man, they can miss me. And the Rooney, this is what I, Rooney yeah. Rule. Mm. <sighs> Shannon Sharp, I am so sick and tired of talking about this story because I've been talking about this story and pushing to talk about this story since I was on cold pizza in 2004 and nothing has changed. In fact, it's gotten even worse. I have pushed again and again to do the story in a debate format. Mm -hmm. 2004 cold pizza, then when we changed it to first take in 2007 up in Bristol, Connecticut, I pushed and pushed, we gotta do this story, we gotta do this story. You and I have done this story, I, I don't know, I've lost track. Uh -huh. we, we, even more times than Eric Bieniemy has been interviewed, we've done this story. Mm -hmm. So I compliment USA Today, they have done extraordinary work on this, their detail, they're, it's, it's just staggering how, how much work they put in to, to revealing, to exposing just how bad this is. Yeah. And, and we don't have time. I could read this whole story. But, but, but does it surprise any? No, it no. doesn't surprise anybody. I can beat you over the head with stats. And, and, and what? And what? How is it going to change? I go all the way back to my first year at the Los Angeles Times back in the middle 1970s, I, I went to Grambling, Louisiana, to Grambling University, and I spent a whole week with Doug Williams, who's going to be, a, a, I thought, the first great black quarterback, and I thought he was going to go number one overall. He went 17th to Tampa, and you know the rest of the story, right. being the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And I spent a whole week, I actually traveled with Coach Rob, that's Eddie Robinson, mm -hmm. who's you could make a case he's the greatest college coach ever. Yeah. You can make a case. He's right up there with Bear and Saban yeah. and whoever else you want to put up in there. You look there. at all the players that he put in hey, the field. Go, go look <laughs> what a pipeline that was. So I go home. Chuck Knox decides he can't take Carol Rosenblum, the Rams owner, anymore. And he's going to Buffalo to coach O.J. Simpson. And he leaves, and all of a sudden, the Los Angeles Rams, it's a, it's a cornerstone yeah. franchise. They're looking for a football coach. And I went to my editor. You can, you, can, I, I, you can check on this. And I said, I want to write a column saying the Rams should go hire Eddie Robinson because he could do this. He would turn this thing upside down right. and make it. It would take off because it was always meat and potatoes, ground chuck, yep. they called it, because yep. it was hard to watch. Uh, yeah. They would win games, right. but it, it was unwatchable, and, the, and people would fall asleep out at the Coliseum yeah. in the sunshine. Three yards in a cloud of dust. It, it was. And 
my editor told me, you're too young to write a column. I, I don't know what I was, 24-ish maybe. <laughs> you're, you're too young. And I said, trust me, this is a good one. This, this will work. No, you're just too young. So I, I wasn't a columnist. I was just a, a feature writer, and so right. I, I couldn't do it. And through that process, I got to know a guy you know very well. I got to know Dan Reeves because they interviewed Dan Reeves for that job. Yep. He's a white coach. Yep. But he was going through the early phenomenon of this because he was the bridesmaid like 15 times yes. for jobs. He couldn't get a job, and he didn't get this job. God bless him. He finally got your job, you got right? <laughs> yep. And he was pretty good at yes. it, right? Yep. And he went and coached the Falcons and got them to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Okay. And I think he, he was at the Giants. He left yeah. us and went to right. the Giants first the Giants. and then went no, to the – No, I'm sorry, Giants and then Atlanta. Atlanta. And he was very good with the Giants. Yeah. He's a good football coach. Mm -hmm. but, but here's the point. It's not like black coaches have never had success that they can't argue back. Well, show me – no, I can show you a whole lot of success yeah. because – uh, I can show you Coach Dungeon what he did, and L I can love you. Love went I to a Super Bowl. Over against each other. Mike Tomlin right? went to the Tomlin, Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin yeah. went to the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. And I can show you Jim Caldwell was extraordinary. Went he to just, the Super Bowl. Just extraordinary. Yep. And I listen, Herman Edwards, he, he did yep. some things with right. the Jets, right, Rest. and with Kansas yes. City. He was very good at what he did. I can go on and on. There's been success all across the board. Okay, what do we keep coming back to? You can't legislate this. No, no. You, you can't force it because these are independent owners under the same umbrella, but they own and operate their franchise. So it's up to a whole bunch of older white owners, right? Are yeah. they all? Yeah, you, that's how good, right? I mean, they got a few minorities in there. They got uh, Miss McCaskey, who owns the Bears. Yeah. She's a female. Yeah. I think the uh, uh, Amy Adams is strong. Uh, I think. Strunk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think she's uh, at Tennessee, and the Titans, Tennessee. Shad Khan. Shad Khan okay. and Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. So they're, 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 you know, there's a few. All right. But in general, mm -hmm. we're talking about older white men who it, it's like G the Jerry Jones syndrome. He loves Mike McCarthy because yeah. he likes to take him out on Friday and let's go let's go drink some beer and have some nachos yeah. and let's talk ball. You yeah. know, tell me what's really going mm -hmm. on behind the scenes. OK, it's, it's just it's it's life in America. Right. It's what we're up against right now, mm -hmm. because, yeah. It, it's not that they don't look like them. It's just like a cultural thing where they're not that comfortable. These guys aren't that yeah. comfortable. They weren't raised around a lot of black people for the most part. Hell no. And, 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 well, well they were raised around them, but they were, okay. they, well, they, were you know. they was help. Okay, all right. But, but the point is, it, it's hard to force this. Yeah. So I got to mention, man, I'm so close to John Wooten, who ran mm -hmm. the— Chris Pollard organization for years and years, and he was the driving force behind the Rooney Rule because he'll be watching right now, and he's going to text me or call me. I, I started knowing John in 1979. We started playing golf, and then he rose into this position of power, and he's fought with me on the phone again and again. He said, we've had stretches of great success. Well, I, I guess not, not breakthrough success, no. but there have been years yeah. when this has been much better than yeah, this. Yeah, but I believe, right? believe like, there are black Sean McVay, there are black guys yeah. that could be, if given an opportunity yeah. like Sean McVay hey. or Brandon Staley okay, well, or well, Zach Taylor help me out or Matt LaFleur. There you go. But I go back with Herman, who I work Herman Edwards at, at ESPN. I, I think he's back in like... 2009 or 10, I'm staying at the hotel there in Bristol with, with Coach Herman, and he stopped me in the hallway to tell me about Pep Hamilton. Yeah. And he said, he is the up he's going to be the next yeah. star coach. And I, I'm talking about star head coach. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Help yeah. me out. I, I don't know. He was calling plays in, in, in Houston he this was year. in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's, that's it's, it's just, like I said, Skip, there is nothing we can do. I mean, Skip, it says, 
Uh, Ash got a good note for me, Skip. 21 of the 32 teams have not changed head coaches since 2020. Some of them multiple times. Only two franchises, the Texans and the Buccaneers, have had a black man so far in that span. And, and Todd Bowles just got elevated, yeah. right? I mean, he was already there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, so what? what? I, I don't know. It's, it, it's not only bad, it's gotten worse. way worse. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah. And all I can do is just, just pound on the table, and yet, is anybody listening in power? No. 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 And and you can't blame Roger Goodell for no, this. No, right, right, because I think I, I think Roger, but there there are some owners that they say one thing publicly, yeah. but behind closed doors. Yeah. Well, isn't that it? Yeah. That's it. So where are we go? How do we fix this? I don't have a solution. There ain't no. There is no fix. No. There is no fix. No. Well, I certainly. But even, I think he be interviewed for an uh, indie job yesterday. Did. I think I, hopefully I think he did a good job. He can't. I mean, skip. I mean, if you keep taking the same test, but at some point in time you gotta ace it, right? I mean, if they gave me the if they gave me the SAT fifteen times, skip, I think I could have got. I think I could have got good. I could have passed it. I don't know, though, Skip. No, the, no the, I think you. The math, the math got me. Well, I think discussing it and bringing it to light is certainly a positive step. So yep. I commend you both for your thoughts mm-hmm. and sharing them this morning so candidly. All right. We're going to get back to this Lakers loss in double overtime when Undisputed returns. What happened? We'll explain more coming up in just a moment. Lakers 119-115 double overtime loss to the Mavericks last night. LeBron opened up sharing his thoughts on his team and how it's been operating. Take a listen. The one consistent thing that we have is uh, a billion different lineups. That's the most consistent. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and I was going to say, and when it's for whatever reason, when it's that way, um, does that just kind of in, in those moments, does that just kind of push everything into a stop when there's no rhythm, trust, continuity? With- it's not about trust because we, we have trust with whoever's on the floor. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you have teams have closing lineups. And when we got so many guys that's in and out of the lineup or we got guys that's, you know, right now we got a lot of guys that's banged up. So it's almost like who's in a good rhythm that night is going to be probably on the floor along with myself and Russ. Shannon, what do you think? Is this a valid excuse for the Lakers' struggles right now? No. Um, of course, you'd like to have consistency, Skip. But I think for the most part, a closing lineup, you probably have three main guys, and the other two are going to be who is ever playing the best that night. The, the yep. likelihood of you having the same starting five yep. in your closing lineup throughout the t- entirety of the season, I don't think that's very likely. But given that, all that being said, the closing lineup is all about execution. All Darren Ham had to do was file Luka Doncic and let him not. That's not about a start. That's not about a closing lineup. Pretty simple. That's yeah. about coaching. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, and I think Darvin Ham has done a great job because they started off bad and he's got them back to respectability. And I believe they could have won three or four more games. Yep. But at some point in time, Skip, you got to stop saying, I'm going to bite the bullet on this one and just make the fix. It really comes down to being that simple. Yeah. And if they had done that, they would look. You know the magic, the magic. The Mavericks need a three. 
Just don't let him shoot the three. Just say, hey, as <laughs> hey, soon as you get close, before, before he gets in the shooting motion, just file him. Yeah. Put him, on, put him on the free throw line. They're in the bonus. Put him on the free throw line. And now we're going to make it a free throw shooting contest for the last 11 seconds or however much time is in the ball game. Okay. That's what, we, that's what they should have done, Skip. So I get LeBron's frustration. Yeah, you like to have the same. You know AD, when ADs get back. But hey, Skip, guess what? There are some times in the closing lineup, Russ wasn't on the court. Yeah, Russ is on the court right now. Yep. But there have been times this year in the closing lineup, Russ wasn't on the court. Nope. The only two guys that are guaranteed spots in the closing lineup, one is injured is Anthony Davis, the other is LeBron James. Hey. Everything else is a contingent on you having a rhythm and playing well that particular night. To Darwin's credit, if Russ is kicking the ball out of bounds half the time, he just says, nope, you're going to sit by me. Yes. I've seen it happen yes, four absolutely. or five times. Absolutely. He has not finished games. And I didn't hear a peep out of Russ because – I think he respects, and I believe he fears Darvin right. Ham. So I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give the Lakers a pass uh, on um, um, because the lineups have been so in flux. Okay. All right, I'm going to give LeBron this in the biggest picture, the grand scheme of things. They don't have AD, and they don't have Austin Reeves, who has closer in his blood. He, yeah. he, he knows how to play basketball, so he'll make the right play. He vibes off and with LeBron. Right. And I think LeBron really trusts him to ride shotgun a little bit yeah. just to make it happen, right? right. Make, make the right things happen. They just have sort of a, a feel for each other. Mm-hmm. And Lonnie Walker the fourth is he, he's an athlete now, and mm-hmm. he can make play. Like Dinwiddie had a couple dunks last night. Right. He said, where did that come from? Lonnie Walker capable. So I'm going to give LeBron all that as a big-picture valid excuse because you don't have – Pat Bev, for what, what is what he can make some plays down the stretch of a game. I just didn't want to hear it from LeBron last night because a lot of this was on LeBron. I agree with your point about Darvin, and to Darvin's credit, like you said, you don't want to hear it anymore, but he did take full he, – he said, I'm kicking myself in the butt. I need to coach a little better in that instance. We should have blitzed him. They've been blitzing him the whole quarter. No, just finally. Why are you blitzing him? Okay, but you, you can just take the ball out of his hands, but you can – you can foul for sure. In OT, OT yeah. skip, I get you. In OT, yeah, yeah bless him. Yeah. Now, because that's 47 okay, but, seconds, but that's a different remember, ball game. We're down to six seconds left. The whole fourth quarter, he had scored goose egg. Right. Because you had blitzed him. Okay, so you say, we're not going to blitz him, but maybe nobody yeah, even thought about it. But I'm not letting him play one on one with Shooter. Can you foul? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank or, you. This is as simple as possible. There's this line, and inside the line is two, and outside the line is three. They have to shoot a three. Right. Well, you can. All but force them. You can actually play upside down defense right. where you play behind them right. and say, you, you just can't come out here, right? right? right. I'm not going to let you come out here and right. shoot it through. This is not the time that you try right. to stop him from going to the basket. You hope yeah. he goes to the basket because, hey, I'm not going to foul you. you just okay. go to the basket. You lay it up right. now. We're still up one, but okay. I'm not going to let you shoot no three. Okay. So now we talked about this to start the show. The Troy, Blount, excuse me, Troy Brown Jr. foul. It, it was a foul. That's a foul. So that many Le- no- LeBron, when they, the media was allowed in the locker room, he yells across the the way as Troy's being interviewed about, did you think it was a foul? And he took the high road and said, I don't know. That's not for me to say. And LeBron is yelling from several feet away for everybody to hear. He said, no, it's an effing foul. It's a foul no matter what he, even Troy Brown says, it's an effing foul. That SH is blatant and they should have called it. Gotcha. Correct. I agree. But don't deflect Blank, you, if you would own your part of this, because there was a lot for him to own last night. He goes 0 for 7 from 3, but 
down the stretch, fourth quarter and two overtimes. I'm going to add them all up. He went two for 11, did LeBron James. He went 0 for 5 from three, and there were two big ones that were shot in the second overtime that were huge. Okay, you got to make one of them. How about this? Since you said LeBron should have did this, was it a catch or not in Green Bay with Dez? Was it a catch? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. then. And it, it okay. was a catch, right? Yeah. But Dallas, you should have stopped them from getting the first down, and you could have got the ball back. Okay. See? Okay. All right, I got it. It, it was a catch. It was a foul. Okay, I but got it. But it wasn't it. a catch. That was but, a foul, though. Okay. Well, I got it. <laughs> but but nobody stunk. No, nobody didn't do anything at the end of that game. Whatever. We could just go on and on about it. But this is just – this is one game in mid-January, but it's a game – I told you the, the the Mavericks were begging you. Yeah, they unraveled. They turned it over six times yeah. in the fourth quarter. They're saying, "Please, yeah, but take this." The difference you said is one game, Skip. But there'd be difference if we were the number one seed versus the thirteen seed. I got it. But this game was on TNT, and yeah. I'm sure a whole lot of people tune in because it's LeBron, yes. freaking James yeah. against and Luca. Luca Doncic. Yeah, I mean you right? got two superstars. Yeah. Absolutely, you, you, you're, you're seeing. You're seeing star power that will last into right. yeah. this is like one. If you really care about basketball, you sit back and say, I'm going to savor this right. because this is pretty cool to see right. this guy. And they asked Luca the other day, could you see yourself ever Luka, hell nah. passing? Well, he, he just said, I'm not going to last that long, basically. He's, he said, I'm, I'm going to play that Luka, much. Right? I, I was actually surprised that he said that. I thought maybe he'd say, well, if, if, if God is good or whatever, you know. But, no, he doesn't want any part of that. How many times have you seen Luca come in shape? Luca 23. Luca 23 right there. To my eye, he still doesn't look in shape. So you can imagine when he gets 30 how hard it's going to be. He's yeah. young now, and, so and it's it, easy. It appears to me he's never lifted a weight, but I don't know. Maybe no. he does do some bands or something. Yeah. But you want to talk about some grown man strength? I tell you what, he's he, can got di- it. he can dislodge some people when he, he tries to get to the basket. Hey, hey when he goes up and under, <laughs> when yeah. he does his steps, all of his – Footwork underneath, he mm-hmm. bangs people out of the way. Yeah. He, he bangs LeBron out of the yeah. way. I don't know where he gets his strength. But, look, there was all kinds of controversy. Mark Cuban tweeted after the game. Stan Van Gundy was doing the game. is absolutely right. Worst officiated game. Luka gets no respect. Unreal. Okay, so both sides are angry about the officiating. Troy Brown, I, I, on the flyby, it, it looked like he did not touch ball. He, he just slapped hand. It just right. looked like he slapped exactly. Hand, okay, and it wasn't an empty hand. It looked like it still had ball on fingertips, yes. right? And yet, I was even upset with the flyby body brush because he hit him pretty hard yeah. with his body. Well, you're supposed to protect the shooter to allow him to safely come down, and he was not protected. Right. Well, they just swallowed their whistle. They did. They just said, eh, we're, we're just let them, let them do whatever they're going to do, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get in the way of this one. Even though it was at L.A., it wasn't at Dallas, right. you, you would think they would get a call. But, Skip, you know, like, like when, that's, when that's so wide open, and everybody yeah. can skip that. Skip that's not like bodies in everything. Yeah. Everybody, you know, you tug in and you in no. and, and, and the little scrum. No, you can see it. You can see, can see it. it. Yeah, it was shocking to me, and it, it it almost felt like it happened so fast and so shockingly. It felt like all three referees are kind of looking across. And the official looking. Skip that. The guy right there looking. Like, huh? He look. He right there looking. He got his hand up like it's a three. You don't see that man hit that man hand. Ain't touch no ball. Yeah, I think it's a. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Skip, the guy looking at Skip. He's yep. right there. You're right. You're right. He's right there on top. Yep. Okay. I, 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 I think for a second he forgot that he was an official. He was watching the game as a fan. He's like, Maybe. oh, yeah. That, that's me. That's me at the game, Skip. I'm watching, and I got my got my phone out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get me LeBron Duncan. Yep. I'm like, damn, I missed it. Okay. Because you watched the game. You yeah, caught I, up I, in the I, game. I, I, I watched it. Who, who that's what he, he got caught up in the game. Okay. I got it. Okay. But – 
I just once I just want to hear LeBron just say for a second, I gotta play better tonight. I should I should have gotten that one home. Or say, I, I'm I'm gonna be better from three, because now he's falling. I, this is impossible to me. He just got passed by Russell Westbrook in three-point shooting. Russ made three last night to to bring his percentage up to 29.3. LeBron has plummeted to 28.5. It's tied for last in in the NBA. 28.5% with Jalen Noel. Okay. You're better than that. You've been better, and you've got to be better. We'd be 34. But this is a game. If you go 0 for 7, hey – if LeBron had made one, you know and I know, if he'd made just one at the right time, we would be having a different conversation. Right. You just needed one yeah. somewhere. We had one all, halfway down, Skip, in the rim. Well, it like was. It that, it that was the one. Spit it out. Yeah. That's when I tell the rim, when I used to shoot at Skip, I say, if you don't like it, spit it out. Okay. It well, didn't happen much, it. though. Okay. Yeah. You got that? And that's not what I heard, but that's what right. Okay. I had a nice touch, Skip. Uh, did you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I didn't hear that, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept Man, it. Man, you a hater. I did. I, you I, did. I, I, I think there's some... Recreation of history. Hey, no, 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 I, no. No, I would like that, Skip. The game right. would like that, for real. Okay. All right. Well, maybe you should be playing for the Lakers. No. <laughs> or maybe you should call up LeBron I, this afternoon I, I got, and say, I'm going to come over and teach you. I got, I'm, I'm going to coach you. I got too muscle-bound. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that will destroy shooting before anything will. Guys, we're just slightly past the halfway mark of the season, so there is still time oh, yeah. for the Lakers, but at 13th in the Western Conference, they need to start making nothing. some moves here sometime very shortly. All right. What's up next for us here on Undisputed? Uh, Let's talk a little Aaron Rodgers, guys. Latest meetings with the Packers. What do they have to do with his future in Green Bay? We'll explain in just a moment. Pat McAfee explaining Aaron Rodgers' absence on his podcast this week after he missed his normal time slot Tuesday. McAfee says Rodgers missed his appearance because, quote, Aaron Rodgers is meeting with the Packers today and tomorrow. All right, Shannon, do you believe we're going to see Aaron Rodgers suiting up once again for Green Bay when next season rolls around? Yeah, he's guaranteed $59.5 million for the 2023 season if he returns. But this is what Aaron does every year. To keep you from talking about that stinker that he lays the last game, he always does something, and now I got people talking about, is Aaron going to come back? Now let's talk about that stinker that he had against the Lions. Let's talk about that stinker that he had the year before against Jimmy G and the 49ers. Let's talk about that stinker the year before that that he had against Tampa Bay. But because he does this, people are talking about, man, I wonder if Aaron, what does that mean? Mm. Is is Aaron out on the Packers? Mm. Do the Packers want him back? I don't care. I want to talk about how he laid three eggs in a row. At home. At at home. home. And all of a sudden, he didn't want the cameras when he was up there. (laughs) Yeah, you know, some people count us out and da 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 But when they had them cameras walking up and feeling his face long like a mule, he didn't want to get get my face. (laughs) No, bro, uh, uh, stay here and talk. I'm tired of of everybody skirting the issue. Let's talk about who cares if he comes back. We'll deal with that at the appropriate time. Right now, let's talk about that egg that he laid against Detroit. And we don't do that probably just because everybody wonder what this means. Aaron wouldn't give his jersey back to the to, uh, uh, opposing player. He said he wanted to keep it. Does that mean that this is his last time with the Packers? No, let's talk about how he stunk it up against the Lions. What did he do last year against Jimmy G? I don't know. This could have been the last time. I know there are a lot of lonely Packer fans out there wondering if this is the last time we see Aaron Rodgers in a Packer. You, yeah. I don't give a damn. Mm. He stunk, and he stunk again. 
So what is he going to come on and say next week? Oh, we had a good conversation with the Packers. I'm going to come back and take their $60 million because what else are they going to do? I'm going to hold them hostage again like I've been holding them hostage for the last five years. And they tried to wrestle some of, wrestle some of my control away, but I had an MVP and I threw it in their face. Not what y'all going to do. So I don't hear none of that. I don't care if he comes back or not. All I know is the last time I saw Aaron Rodgers in a Packer uniform, he stunk. Mm-hmm. In the end, <clears throat> the joke is on the Packers. I feel for Packer Nation because I think you're going nowhere slowly with this guy because he's only going to get worse. They kept trying to take the ball out of his hands and put it in Aaron Jones's hands or who, whoever's going to run the ball, Dylan. And – it worked for a while, and they climbed back into this. But then when you it, – it, it's just right on schedule. It's so predictable. you got a home game for all the marbles, and you can't trust him. And since that long-ago, far-away Super Bowl run, three wins on the road going to Jerry World to beat Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers is 7-9 and nine in the postseason. He just can't be trusted. In the 71, we're all pretty lucky. He got breaks, every one of them. So the point is that I believe there are many in that front office who are done with him, but the joke, I, you can't undo You already gave him the money. Yeah. You, you already mortgaged your future to him. You, you gave oh, him. You, him. Oh, he, he, oh, you bought this for yeah. another year. Yeah, and he bought you too. <laughs> you, got got it for you. Another, yeah, you got yeah. it for another year. Okay. So I don't know how to get out of this, and it was, it was actually deflating to me to hear that he missed the McAfee show for – internal meetings because it indicates they're they're trying to figure out what to do to get better next year, right? Yeah. If if there was some way, remember, there was all the talk about were they going to trade him to your Denver Broncos. Right. And that's why young Hackett, Nathaniel, Paul's son. They played got, it. But, that, well, okay. He over, Nathaniel Hackett overplayed like, oh, Aaron is coming. He, okay. I'm a good friend of you, his. You know he did. And so what he That's did, he, got the job. he parlayed that. He yeah. got the job. Aaron Rodgers was never going to Denver because, no. he, because he was going back to the Packers for the money that he got. But he got his buddy a job, and he got the money that he wanted from the team that he wanted to be with all along. Yep. And so, as you mentioned, Nathaniel Hackett was not the right, was not ready to be a head coach. <laughs> but I sure wish... <laughs> Hey, hey, well, we ain't got a whole lot of black coordinators. Y'all need to start butting up with some of these quarterbacks, and maybe they can (laughs) parlay you, get you a job. (laughs) That's a good point. So now it sounds like Nathaniel's going back to be Aaron's buddy in in Green Bay to keep him propped up next year, right? Mm -hmm. So all signs now point to he is going to be back, even though I believe there are people at the very top who are going to try to figure out an exit strategy, and I don't see one. Yeah. Can can you trade him? Can you oh, trade you probably him? could. I mean, but, but, but is somebody going to take the 50? I, 60. $59.5 million, okay. $60 million. Yeah. And then, and then what, it, what it, about, it's what? his option on the, the following year, yes. am I right? Yes. Oh, God. So it's really like 110-ish? No, because he made 50 this past season. Yeah. He got 59, so he got another – because he got three years for 150. Okay, but, I mean, left on the deal is like it's, – it's over $100 million left yes. that you would owe him. If you want to take the shot like we talked about – I'm just doing pie in the sky. If Baltimore said, okay, we're done with Lamar, let's trade for Aaron. Right. We, okay, you're going to trade for him, and you're going to pay him money that Lamar wants? Yeah. Okay, really? Okay. $100 million. It's yeah. $100 million left on the deal after this Okay. After uh, uh, this following season. Okay. So I, I don't know. Would, would somebody out there be desperate enough to trade for Aaron Rodgers? What would they give? Well, th- this might be a deal where you could get Aaron Rodgers for, like, 
a second round pick or something mm-hmm. because it would be in, in Green Bay's eyes, addition by subtraction, where they just say, we'll, we'll take whatever. Right. It's almost like what Jerry, I'm not comparing Amari Cooper to Aaron Rodgers, right. but remember, Jerry just wanted out from under $20 million, right. and mm-hmm. Cleveland said, well, we'll do it, we'll take it, but we'll give you like a five? Fifth. Right. Okay, we'll give you a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper? Well, the question is, Skip, how sold are the Packers on Jordan Love? Yeah. I mean, we saw a little. We saw. It's, it's we, a good question. We we saw a little glimpse. He looked good. I like. He looked good. Yeah. But we've seen guys look good in mop up, and yeah. when they get the real deal, Skip, and all of a sudden they don't look like they did in mop up duty. So the I, that's I, the question. I hear good things yeah. about him in practice, but it's practice. Right. I don't know. Not I, a game. I don't know, boy. This is it's not a game. Yeah. So and, that that's the issue. Now, if you feel comfortable, because that's why they were able to get on with Brett Favre, they felt comfortable enough with what well, they had seen from Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure they did. Okay, Brett, no, we, okay. we tired of you holding. Yeah, but a lot of people thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be the first pick in the draft. Right. He fell to 24. Right. Okay, so he had that sort of draft pedigree. Well, Jordan Love, is he that guy? But at some point in time, Skip, you got to stop a guy from holding you hostage. They stopped Brett Favre from holding him hostage by trading his butt to, to uh, the Jets. Okay. Because every year, I, you know, I, 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 don't, oof, I ain't coming to OTAs. I, I, I ain't coming to minicamp. I, I see y'all at training camp. Maybe I think I want to retire. And they said, you know, know what? But, Aaron is ready. I know, but they handed Aaron Rodgers the keys to the kingdom, and he locked him in, yeah. right? They yeah. handed it to him yeah. last year. Yeah. Okay. So Let's now the, everything is, is all about Jordan Love. Matt LaFleur and, 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 and Gudikins and, yeah. and Mark Murphy. It is. How comfortable are you with Jordan Love moving forward? That's it. Good question, because this is the first time in four years the Packers have missed the playoffs, gentlemen. You know they're not happy about it. All right, we have something to be very happy about on today's show, though. An extremely (laughs) special guest, the multi-talented Michael Rappaport (laughs) is joining us next. (laughs) Stick around. You do not want to miss this one. Welcome back to Undisputed. We've got a Friday special for you today. Skip, I know you were so excited about this next guest. I'm going to let you do the honors. I would like to welcome back our friend and our man, Michael Rappaport. And first of all, I would like to congratulate him on Only Murders in the Building. You're welcome. It, it is one of the hottest shows going right now. And in this last season, Michael played a New York City police detective, a dirty cop, mm-hmm. who became the pivotal figure in the entire season. And I would like to thank him personally right here right now for his scene with Selena Gomez in the boxing ring because it was the scene of the season. Way to go, our friend. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Excited to be here with you, Jen, and to take on <laughs> these two gentlemen. And to quote the great little Wheezy, and I won't back down. Ooh. Well, Skip's speaking for himself. He said, our, I don't know who our is. It's me and me, you a dirty <laughs> Knicks fan, and there, we don't get along there over go. here. There, there you go. So <laughs> let's get back to the real world of sports. And the question of the hour, Mr. Rappaport how much do you trust, as a lifelong Giants fans, your quarterback, Danny Dimes, as in Daniel Jones, up in Minneapolis against those Vikings? I trust him a lot. DJ Danny Dimes has become a leader of men. Let's talk about the Vikings, who were 13-4. and four. 11 of their 13 games, their 13 wins were by one possession or less. The Giants, 9-7-1. and one. Four of their losses were by one possession or less, plus that tie 
I don't know why, how they continue to let the NFL have ties, uh, but they had their tie versus the Washington Commanders. And one of those losses was that ridiculous Christmas Eve loss with a 61-yard lucky field goal versus <laughs> the Vikings. The Vikings are paper Tigers, I am sorry, Skull Nation. I love Minnesota. I respect the Vikings, but they are paper Tigers. I watched them get beat down by the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions, and stomped, stomped by the Dallas Cowboys 40 to 3. Okay? 40, 40 to 3, and you're in the playoffs? Just that should be eliminating you from the playoffs. <laughs> Our coach, Brian. He's a guy, Dable, he's ready for war. He's got five Super Bowl championship rings. We know this with the Patriots. Plus, he spent three years as the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills with a guy, big Josh Allen, who's also six foot five with speed, accuracy, and moxie, just like my guy, Daniel Jones, who I've come on this, this show when they, when, they, when they drafted Daniel. I came there in studio. I was concerned earlier this season. I was concerned, but he has stepped up. Like I said, he is a leader of men. Okay. Finally has a head coach. He's had offensive coordinators. He's had uh, 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 head coaches, uh, uh, you know, so many in the last few years. He has stability right now. We got Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Daniel B. Okay. They don't get the fanfare they deserve, but you know who does get the fanfare he deserves? Saquon. Barkley. Okay. <laughs> They're going to ride him. He's the best running back available left in these playoffs. He's healthy. He's dangerous. Okay. He's a game breaker and he's a free agent. He's about to get on that Rod Tidwell, that Jerry Maguire, that show me the money. Obviously the Vikings are good. They're scary. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam. I got a feeling. And uh, the NFL player with the greatest hair, big trade, TJ Hawkinson. Beautiful hair. Skip Bayless, you wish, you wish, you wake up every morning praying, hoping that you have the hair of TJ Hawkinson. I, I do. But that beautiful me. hair, Justin Jefferson, none of that will help because your quarterback in Minnesota is you like that. Kirk mm -hmm. Cousins. Well, let me ask you. Who in the spot? Go, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I, well, go first ahead. of all, personally, I think Christian McCaffrey is still the best running back that's left in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you how much the Giants trusted Daniel Jones. They trusted him so much, they declined the fifth-year option. Now, get, I will give you this. He's played much better this year than he has in years past, but is he playing for a contract or is this a trend that's heading in the right direction? Now, the only thing that he's done, I believe that he's like the Giants don't have to go into the draft looking for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. You're probably – because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. I don't know if I'm willing to put the franchise tag on him and give him $45 million, but, hey, he's played well, especially down the stretch. I think he had, what, he was the seventh among QBR, and he's never finished better than the 18th in his previous four years. Mm -hmm. So that might be a trend that's heading in the right direction. Yep. But there's something to be said that when you can win close ball games, because most of the ball games in the NFL, Skip, come down to what? One possession. Mm, yeah. This isn't Georgia versus TCU no. where you're going to get 58-58-point victories. That being said, look, the Giants, are, the Giants are a good team. Defensively, I like Dexter Lawrence. I, uh, uh, I like what they do. But Justin Jefferson is going to have a bust-out game. Mm. He's long overdue because the last two games had not gone according to plan. So I can see him getting 15, 16 targets, going over 150, 
K.J. Osborne. Now, what they need to do is get Dalvin Cook going again because mm-hmm. that's the issue because you just can't sit back there and ask him to throw the ball because the Giants got a decent pass rush. Mm. But you're not winning this game. You're mm. going to be just like my Broncos home in about a, about three days. All right, so you're definitely picking the home team. I'm definitely picking the home. I'm picking against Michael Rappaport. That's what I'm doing. That's I'm picking against you, him. You know who I'm picking? You know who I'm picking? Kayvon Thibodeau to touch up Kirk Cousins real nice and real proper. That <laughs> gentleman – Won us a game versus the Commanders. He okay, did. he dominated. I haven't seen somebody dominate since the great Lawrence Taylor. Oof. He won that game single-handedly, uh, 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 and he's going to touch up Kirk Cousins. And we all know what happens to Kirk Cousins in prime yeah. time. He's five and thirteen. You like that? Do you like that? <laughs> Is he gonna do and it? I'm telling you, twenty-four <laughs> to twenty-one. I got the Giants winning this football Ooh, game, okay. riding the back of Saquon. Barkley, and Daniel Jones, who at the beginning of the year was running for his life. Now they are protecting him. They have stability. They're winning this football game. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be – It's going to be. A, a, there's going to be points on the board, but we're winning this game. I tell you what, bet me a gift card from Catch State. You don't win this game. Do that. Since you over there bumping your gun from a distance. Oh, oh. Not, not a problem, me amigo. Do not forget that we have (laughs) Shannon, Shay Shay. There's money on the streets that hasn't been exchanged. There's Mountain Dews from games with the the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Warriors. Expiration date. There's Thumbbreakers looking for you. I got Thumbbreakers looking for you. Expiration date. You got 30 days to collect the winnings or it goes, it disappears. (laughs) Statue of limitations. Drip Bayless, who do you got winning this game? Did you make your prediction yet? I am on Rappaport's side. (laughs) I am. And it's not because I just love him. I, I just – don't I've, like Cousins. I, I don't like her Cousins. He will fail you when you least yes. need him to fail you. He will fail you in this game, and he will get touched up by Thibodeau and others because that's just what he does. He'll make some great throws. I don't, I don't doubt that he'll put up some nice yeah. numbers. And when you least expect it, he'll throw it to the guy. I don't know what color they're going to wear, the blue jerseys. Right. He, he'll throw it to the Giants. So all I know is that on December 24th, as you point out, Mr. Rappaport, you went up there and it was 27 to 24 home team only because of a 61 yard field goal at the buzzer. And I look at what Daniel Jones did in that game. It was pretty big time. He threw for three, three, four in that game threw for a touchdown. He ran for another 34 yards. But Saquon was pretty great in that game. He was 14 for 84 carries, uh, uh, rushing yards, but he also caught eight balls for 49 more yards. Right. So that's a pretty good combined yardage day. What about five and chains? Then, Cousins. He lit it up. Yeah. You remember what him and Justin Jefferson and Osborne did? They lit it up. He threw for 299 that game and a couple of touchdowns, but the QBR favored Daniel Jones. And I do agree with Michael about this. I think right before your eyes over the last month, I think Daniel Jones came of age. I think he grew up. I think he's legit. I think he's on the map now. And then they went to the Colts and won a game, and it was before the game they took off against Philly, obviously. But but at at the Colts, I loved how they played because Danny Dimes ran 11 times for 91 yards in that game. Dare I say he's he's athletic? Yeah, oh, he got legs. I mean, once upon a time he tripped over some demon, right? right? But but the point is – Dare you say – Yo, you say it with your chest out. He's athletic. Yeah, he's athletic. He's 6'5. He's athletic. He runs. He's not scared. And he's playing the best that he has played since he's gotten drafted. I I know Shannon Sharp. I watched the Eagles. I watched watched the Eagles do a demolition job on y'all in y'all building. Was he athletic then? We're not playing the Eagles this weekend. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
We're not playing the Eagles this weekend. Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer. <laughs> I know you do not believe and trust Kirk Cousins. I see it. I, that's why you wore your thick more than, glasses today because you didn't want me to see your eyes. I trust him more than Daniel Jones. Okay, we yo, catch steak, right? Catch steak. Boom, done. I'm just done. letting you know I'm getting a wagyu mm. off the rip. Yo, I'm ordering. That's I'm getting a wagyu. That's my appetizer. <laughs> I'm getting that as the appetizer. As a matter of fact, I'm getting the wagyu to go. I'm going to hear him to go. All right. Speaking, Michael Rapport, speaking of your giant fandom, I, I think two of your greatest days as a sports fan were the days that Eli beat Brady in two Super Bowls. So speaking of that guy, the GOAT, down in Tampa, my Dallas Cowboys are going to be down there on Monday night. And what will happen, Mr. Rappaport? Oh, Shannon. Skip. This is, I don't know if you, if, if you have a custom tailor to stitch together a uh, – a Brady Parsons jersey that you should wear Monday morning before that game. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. This, this is the whole world. It, it, this is this is church and state, and it, it was always meant to come down to this for you, Skip Bayless. This is going to be a beautiful, torturous <laughs> yes, Monday night because you're going to be able to enjoy just like the rest of us uh, uh, the great games this weekend. You're going to be able to enjoy uh, uh, the Lakers getting beat uh, uh, by the 76ers. Mm -hmm. But Monday, you're going to come in here tired, concerned, confused. I call this love and a 45. Love and a 45. Your love for the Dallas Cowboys and your love for the GOAT, the 45-year-old Thomas Edward Brady, Patrick, the third, the fourth, and the fifth. (laughs) Listen, uh, I don't trust Dak. You don't trust Dak. You don't trust Dak, just like Kurt. Mm. Uh, Shannon doesn't trust Kurt <laughs> Cousins, okay? Both of these teams are not that good. Both of these teams have, have, have sort of, like, sort of, you know, walked into the playoffs. Yeah. But it's going to happen. It, it, you're, you, I, I, what, let me just say, I got, I got Thomas Edward Brady, Patrick the seventh, who's turning. Uh, he, the, the 64-year-old quarterback, the great <laughs> Patrick uh, Thomas Brady winning this game. Did uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I got him winning this game. I, I got him winning 27 to 20. Okay, sorry and congratulations, Skip. Oh, uh, Big oh, Mike yeah. Evans is playing. Chris Godwin. Playoff Lenny is back in effect. Yep. They're going to Wait. win this game. Oh, excuse me? Excuse me? Shannon? Leonard Fournette is back in effect. Playoff Lenny. Playoff landing. Man, you better. Look, I know, you're, I know you have a hatred for the Cowboys because they happen to be in the same division as your Giants, and you misery loves company. You know you're going home the first round. You want the Cowboys to go home along with you in the first round. You think you're slick, but I see through you. Mm. Skip, do you, do, you want, do, you, do you like catch? Do you want to put up a little something? Because I, who are you rooting for, Skip? Honestly, I'm asking you on national television. This is really Cowboys. like – There's three – there's three things we know you love. Your gorgeous wife, Ernestine, I the do. real MVP. Yeah. We know you love uh, Tom Brady. We know you love your Cowboys. What are you going to do, Skip? Have you made your prediction on this game? I have not yet, but I am all about my blue jersey <laughs> exactly. Dallas Cowboys. They're wearing their jinxed blue jerseys, trying to unjinx them in the postseason because it's been 30 years since they won a road playoff game, and oh God, they're going to win one down at GOAT. It's close. Ernestine yeah. and the Cowboys are tied. Yeah. They're, they're, they're close. It, it's like yeah. uh, Ernestine, Cowboys. Exactly. Ernestine, yeah. Cowboys, Cowboys, Ernestine. Well, it depends on whether they're winning or <laughs> exactly. not. Exactly. Yeah. Tampa, Tampa's a distant third. <laughs> distant third. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, but Tom Brady, you know, keeps it close. Listen, one of the most interesting things about this, Dallas only played three games on grass this year. Okay, they lost two of them, yeah. including last week's loss in Washington. Dallas is built for fast turf, for, for the fast track. It's Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay. And the groveling Tuesday's show is going to be, <laughs> yo, listen, we should get some, some therapists here. Uh, bring tissues because <laughs> skip win, lose, or draw this whole thing. You're going to be confused. You're going to be crying. Uh, yeah. There's going to be uh, there's going to be moisture coming out of your eyes. Uh, it's not coming out of your nose, and it's going to be a beautiful day. Might be Tuesday morning after Tom. this torturous yeah, it weekend. Be. It, it might be Tom Brady last game. You're right in Tampa. I, I can't win. <laughs> I got to jump in here, guys. Michael, awesome stuff. You fit right in. I love it. You're so on fire. I got to get you to stick around for one more segment. I need your take on LeBron as well. We're going to be back right after these messages. We have to take a break, but stay with us. Michael's with us on the other side. Oh, yeah. Lakers lost in double OT to the Mavericks last night. They're now 19 and 23, sitting at 13th in the Western Conference. Michael Rappaport is still rolling with us this morning. Michael, let's get your take on this situation. Do you see the Lakers missing the playoffs for the second straight year? Oh man, this is this is. Uh, I love talking about this. Um, I see them honestly making the play-in tournament. Um, but who cares? Play in, playoffs, they're doing nothing. Uh, uh, there's, there's signs, there's moments where the team is getting it together. They win five in a row. They lose five in a row. Russ has six points. Russ has 28 points. Schroeder has seven points. Schroeder has 32 points. Thomas Bryant looks like he's a future all-star. Then he looks like he should be in the D-League, not the G-League, <laughs> the D-League. Okay, this is a crock pot of random Guys, and you know what happens, Shannon Sharp, when you cook in a crock pot. Sometimes it comes out good. Sometimes it tastes like doo-doo. And this will not formate into a digestible meal. Will AD be available? When he comes back, will he get hurt? When he was playing uh, uh, down low and in the post, he was dominating. But will he come back and be able to sustain that for the rest of the season? Uh, uh, LeBron is playing out of his mind. Stat stuffing uh, like I've never seen anybody do uh, in the past. Uh, but we, we, we know what's going to happen. If they, if they make it to the play-in, the playoffs, whatever it is, they're getting bumped. And they will be uh, finishing uh, the rest of the season on the playground, playing pickup basketball while the rest of the team's championships uh, will be playing for championships. We're- so uh, you have teams like Portland, OKC, Younger, Hungrier, healthier. Uh, aside from LeBron James, uh, more talented. The Lakers will lose in a play-in or a playoff. And I and I hope I come in the day they lose. Oh, and I hope I come in in person, Shannon, to look you in the face. <laughs> Guess what? I agree yeah. with you. We're going to make the play-in. But we're going to be the first team to win the championship from the play-in position. Really? One tell that. Because once AD come back, and he is on the way back, he's going to be healthy because he's taking six to eight weeks off. Boy, he's going to be good to go for two for uh, five months. So 
he can break down. The car can put me down after I, after I done got the job. I don't care. I done got the job. So he'll be have the job done. LeBron James, you see what he's doing. We're going to win the all, we're going to have the all time scoring record and a championship just like Kareem because in 84, when Kareem broke the record, they went to the NBA finals and they lost to the Celtics. We going to win this one. T- time out. Are, are you predicting after you saw what you saw last night, they're going to win the championship from the play-in what? tournament? Did I just say we're going to be the first team to win the championship from the play-in? The oh, first. my God. The oh, first. my God. Wait, Sh- Shannon, please tell me you have a cameo in LeBron James's, uh produced House movie, party. House Party, because you need to be in comedy. <laughs> you need to take this show on the road. That right there, okay. you should be performing arenas. You could go into arena, just say that. People will laugh. And laugh for 30, 40 minutes straight. Okay, Mike. The same thing make you laugh, make you cry. The man that laughs loudest laughs last. Wait, wait, is LeBron's hologram going to play for him? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, my goodness. Now, you saw what LeBron, you saw the 40, 70, 10. You saw what he did against Charlotte. You saw that, right? You saw that, right, Mike? Oh, I saw it. I saw it. The stat stuffing's unbelievable on his birthday. Listen, he's playing great. He's playing great. He's earned uh, he's earned uh, his way to break this record. He's playing great. But in all seriousness, I cannot believe you are sitting here on television and you just said what you just said and then you repeated it. Drip, get him. <laughs> Shannon, he's dead last in the NBA in three-point shooting. Last night in the fourth quarter and two overtimes, he went two of 11 and 0 for 5 from three. You, you got to start closing games and you got to heat up from three. You're killing this team. We will. I, oh, but you make it say, oh, but what was he before before this last? I mean, this was the worst game that he's played in a very, very long time as far as as far as shooting the basketball. But in no, prior game, he's been shooting the basketball. The man shooting fifty one percent from the floor. From skip. three. No, we've from been three. bad from three all year, with the okay. exception of a few games here and there. But but we snap out of it just like that, and then we get back <laughs> really? in business. We're gonna snap out against Philly. Watch that. Well, I. Do you want some do on it right now? I'll take it. I'll do one. Ca- I'll, I'll be good to you. I, I'm going to be I'm going to have sympathy for your plight I'll take over it. there. OK, one case. I got Philly straight up. Thank you. No, you gave me the points. No, I did not give you any points. I don't know what the points huh? are. I'm not scared. Whatever I got the points Philly are, on give the road. I got Philly, Philly at the crypt. Be, Philly going to be LeBron favorite. James. He's the all-time leading scorer. No, he's not. Right, yeah, he's, all t- he's the GOAT. No, he's he, the GOAT. He, take he, that bet. Take the bet. I did take the bet. I took the bet. He's not the all-time oh leading scorer yet. Yeah, he is. He's way on. He's oh. on his way to becoming. That's if he doesn't if it, catch. If he has a cold, he might not it's get a beautiful, there. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing to sit back and watch. You know, you go, used to go to when I was a kid. I used to go to the parade and I'd be at the front just to watch the cars and they start to come by. That was a beautiful thing to watch. Mm. And I would sit right there to the end to watch the very last car come by, mm. so pulling the float. You're going to be the grandmaster of the Lakers parade after they win it. I've had the, the best in. seat. I've had the best seat in the house for 20 years. I watched this man from start to finish. At the, and guess what? When it's all said and done, after mm. 45,000 points, mm. and he hangs it up with another championship, five championships, mm. five MVPs. Mm. What? Are you? What are you talking about, Jimmy? Yeah, you do you do not believe that they're winning the championship this year? There's no way. We're gonna this win is another, one of the cool. LeBron James huh? will win another championship. I tell you who won't win a championship. I tell you who won't get that Louis Ooh. Vuitton case with the Larry O'Brien trophy in it, and we know where they reside. Okay, they play in the Garden. Listen, we didn't come here to talk about the Knicks, did we? Yeah, the exactly. Knicks are comfortably average. The Knicks are comfortably average and comfortably. Mm-hmm. Numb. The best but I'm thing. telling you right now, Skip, 
Shannon, Jen, everybody listening, the day that the Lakers get bumped out of the playoffs or the play-in, if I have to fly in, rocket ship, get on a horse, a train, I am coming to the show. And I cannot okay, wait deal. to look you in the face. That, I can't believe you said that the, the Lakers best, are winning the championship. The best thing to happen in Madison Square Garden is a Billy Joel or Elton John concert or maybe Chappelle. But it ain't we, your we, Knicks. We know that. We know that the best thing to happen in Madison Square Garden was here come Willis. We know that the best thing to happen in Madison Square Garden was Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan duking it out at WrestleMania. We know that the best thing to happen in Madison Square Garden were things in the past. But we ain't here to talk about the Knicks. We're, too, we're here to talk about it's Sunday you're going to get beat. There's oh, going to be right. – you're, you're going to be watching football okay, and you're going to be crying because okay. your Lakers are going to get beat by Joel Embiid in them. Mike, Mike, if you don't mind me asking, what's the name of the show you're on? Skipping Shadow Undisputed. We talk about whatever I want to talk about. Guys, I got to no I got to no I love it. I hate to. Oh, Michael, you brought out the very best in the guys today. We're going to rename this segment Bold Prediction Friday. Thanks so much Bold. for being with us, Michael. We really appreciate it. Thank hate you, Mike. Let's go, Bites. I appreciate right, so you guys. I love the show. Love you. We love you. All right, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, gentlemen, who gets their first playoff win tomorrow? We'll discuss that when we come back. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, two-and-a-half-point favorites against Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars tomorrow. That's according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, what do you think? Who wins? I'm taking the Jags in the close one, Skip. Mm. Um, I love the way they played the last six weeks of the season. season Trevor Lawrence has found his rhythm. Those, that offensive team, their offensive team that's playing very, very well right now, I think they get a very, close, a very good close win at home. Okay. This is another one of those spreads I do not understand. I think Jacksonville should be favored at home, and they're a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. Is it because Trevor Lawrence has a foot problem? He was listed as questionable, but I'm sure he's going to play. Right. And I believe he will outplay Justin Herbert because Jacksonville has turned into a home buzzsaw. Yes. And they sawed my Dallas Cowboys right in half in yep. overtime, as you recall. Yeah. So I, I, I'm like, I, I, it'll be close because – yes. The, the Chargers, you liked them before the season started, but, but the, the, they're loaded. They got yeah, talent. Offensively, yeah, uh, Mike Williams is listed questionable, Skip. But I, the thing for me is that the defense is not as good as I thought the Chargers would be, especially with Khalil Mack and Bosa. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be a lot better than what it is. Yep. It's going to be an awesome matchup, though. Fabulous show, guys. Special thanks to Michael Rappaport. Everybody enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Monday.